Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. in the world i have absolutely no idea maybe our friend bill can answer that good evening bill oh good evening Ian. you're opening up the show bill make it a good one <laughs> i try to but we actually uh, started where we left off um, ah, and, um, your indian wife uh, that's, that's right. it yes. well you're in- in india is she from um well she lives over here now but she was from tanzania well uh, indian origin but born in tanzania and tanzania's not in india is it when she's about 25 is Tanzania in India? <laughs> no, it's confusing everyone. Uh, her parents are from India. She was from Tanzania. She comes to GB. So she's about. not Indian. She's Tanzanian. Tanzania. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to come out and say it, Bill. Well, mate. Because no one knows if we're going to be around tomorrow. Well, I yeah. smell a whiff of bullshit with your story. 
I smell a big whiff of bullshine in your call last night. I'm going to put my cards... My ca on, let me get my cards out. I'm laying them on the table, and they spell, I did not believe a word of your call last night. Didn't believe a word of it. No, of course not. No! Was it true? No, it's true. Indian origin, pair of India, she was born and brought up in Tanzania, came to the UK. Whereabouts in India are they from? <laughs> no, I don't know. No, no. I know she's from Where, Tanzania. Whereabouts in Tanzania is she from? Uh, Man Manza is um, one of the big, big sort of towns. Okay. Mar I don't believe what you're saying to me. You got the lion eyes. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's... That, that, okay, that and so that. you you were tricked into going into an expensive meal with a millionaire who then there left you, you to pay for it. Bang on, bang on. Yeah? Well, I'm, just, I'm just scratching my chin. My chin's rather itchy. Hang on. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. It was he'd been invited out for a free lunch and his wife was furious that he'd been even thinking about the idea of going for a free lunch. No. He, he hasn't been. No, he's been. This is how oh, I remember it. No, he's still not been. Well, no, you told... Hang on a minute. No, I thought you said you'd gone for lunch with a friend of yours who'd become a millionaire and he'd left you with the bill. No, not quite. Not no, his quite. name is Bill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even believe that. I bet, his name's, I bet his name's something like right. William or something Basically, completely different. Big millionaire in Knightsbridge. Yeah. Just slips. You want to go for a compo freebie at the Dorchester? Of course, do. Well, go. In that case, I've misunderstood. In that case, go. The wife goes mental because she thinks, well, if he goes tits up, we, we, we've got a big bill. So that's the big, big. Your big wife, your wife, your wife sounds like a loser. <laughs> of course, I'm going to go. Of course, she's not going to go. And, and there's the conflict. Irresistible conflict arose. Bang. Bang, bing, bing, bang, a bit, walla, bala, bing, bang. But you said that that conflict had caused you to have a mental break, either in a gym or a park. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I mean, I can laugh about it. No clues. Where did you, where did you have your mental breakdown? Fully recovered. Where did you, where did you have your mental breakdown? Yeah, it's true, all true. Yep. Where do you drive, Jeff? Where did you have... Your mental breakdown? Well, two parts to that. I was destitute in Hyde Park, or what, this time last week, Wednesday night, but I had a big breakdown the following uh, day in, in my local gym. You said it was two weeks ago! Local gym near me. Massive, massive me mental meltdown. Unbelievable. You, you said it was two weeks ago? No, last week. Okay, listen. Last Wednesday, of Hyde Park, destitute. No money, no access to shelter or food. What do you mean destitute? But you could go, you could go home. Mental... But, Mental meltdown today, I was right brain. But you say destitute. Yeah, you, I was, yeah. You, well, you were. You were, because you could... The wife, the wife... The wife. She wanted me to go out, so she, she threw my credit card... Yeah, but you weren't des... But, 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 Billiam, you weren't destitute. You, you could have gone home. No, mate. <laughs> Couldn't have done, because I left the house with, I think, 30, 40 quid, just enough to get up to London, buy cash. But once I'm up there, hopefully I've got this free meal and had the time of my life which didn't happen. So you will go... Aha! Aha! So you went for the free meal? There was that, there was that day, yes. Uh, that day we offer, I went up there, I was going to go, she wasn't going to go, she's trying to stop me. So you went for the free meal? Yes, mate. Was, I was right. I knew he'd gone for the free meal, even though just a few minutes ago he, he agreed with you and said he hadn't. 
Um, so what you, happened was, yeah. part of the story, yes. my mate... Was fictional? You remembered he was fictional and didn't exist? No, <laughs> the daughter had no record of it, but my... I've found out since did send it, it got mixed up, so... When I go to the, the it's called the cash restaurant in Dorchester, they've got no record of it, but in it, they've got somewhere else. They've got lost, so I get no free meal. So <laughs> have you no spoken? Whoa, whoa, whoa stop. Car. So were you with yeah, him? Hang on, Bill. Were you, uh, wait, 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 uh, hello? Were you with... Hang on a second, I'm going to stop that. Hmm, <laughs> that's copyright me. Were you with this rich hmm. man? No. Well, you had to you had to rock up and claim a free meal by yourself. No, he, he couldn't. We said we'd go with him some day. But he said, "Do you want to go to George uh, Mike's?" But of course, I do. But he, he did. On your own? Door. He wasn't going to go. It didn't end up in the restaurant. He was never going to go. He was. He wasn't going to go anyway. So he just got in touch with you on Facebook. Oh, want to go tonight? Of course we do. He. His things in his TV. If, but because of a mix-up or company, you know, you know that GIF. It's um, Eric from Tim and Eric, and it's a, it's a guy with like a black polo neck. He's in space, and he just does that the the hands coming out of his head as his mind is blown and stars appear. It's Eric from Tim and Eric. That is what this that if you could do a GIF on the radio, that is what this phone conversation is. Roll down at the gym, and here I am, fully recovered, right as rain. Exactly. Always You're right. an inspiration, my friend. You're an inspiration okay, to mate. everybody. Come to you, mate. That means a lot. You're an inspiration. Um, how are things between you and your wife? <laughs> well, <laughs> she doesn't exist, so it's. Now, but that was all full a couple of days ago. It's all it's all happening very very quickly. We actually booked a holiday to go to Liverpool next week, so uh, got it done. So she, I think she's fine now. Bit of a tor- you know, like a tornado of a couple of days. These Tanzanians, <laughs> they're they're explosive. Oh, man, yeah. Isn't it? But, mind you, I didn't have the breakdown destitution. I wouldn't have booked Liverpool so quick. Because the one thing about the mental breakdown, in, and you might understand this, um, everyone thinks, oh, is that a mental breakdown? You need help. No, I've done that bit. That's historic. I'm in a fantastic place. Clarity of thought, vibrance, all there, mate. But it wasn't there a week ago. So, I'm glad it happened. It was when you're destitute, it's right up one o'clock in the morning. It's not, not fun. But I'm glad it happened. Much better place. And uh, I'm you know, really enjoying every second of, of life at the moment. Have you been to Tanzania? No, I don't want to go. Don't get on with the family, basically. Well, they're, they're in India, aren't they? No, the only family she's got, no longer in Tanzania, her brother's died over there, the only brother, the only relative she had, and my mum died about 10 years Her brother's over here, but that's so we don't get on here. So you're yeah. ma- the, the woman you love... Right? The yeah, woman, your best friend, your soulmate, your other half, and I mean that in the truest sense. Yeah, the woman yeah. you have chosen to spend your life with, you yeah. have absolutely zero interest in going to the country that she came from. Absolutely right, mate. Wow. I've, I've been out with, I've been out with women, um, and girls, not from abroad, but I, I, you, uh, well, uh, quite early on, you go, well, I'd, I'd love to see where you grew up. I'd love to come back to your hometown, if that's not too weird, if you're cool with that. Um, life's too short to go to Tanzania and see the background of the woman that you married in your mind. I know, mate, yeah. All right, Bill, nice one, mate. Thank you. I do, mate. Cheers, bye-bye. Uh, 0344 499 1000, if you want to phone up and talk a load of our rubbish what, to us. What was the moral of that story? Um, that, we, that we should maybe start screening phone calls. I think that's the moral of that story. I know it's early, but can we have a break, please, Sam? Thank you. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm aware this is a very white radio station. 
very white radio station. I'm aware it's a very male-dominated white radio station. I'm aware, for all intents and purposes, that it's significantly right, right-wing radio station. I don't use that as an insult. I use it as a description. I would say, what have you done? you got a little um, leakage on your... Um, I've been drinking uh, water, but I washed the bottle first, so maybe I brushed against myself. Okay, it looks like you're um, lactating, which is a great word. My nipples it's, it's, aren't up here okay. anymore. I'm okay. Um, I'm aware this is a white radio station. I'm aware it's a male-oriented... Oriented? Oriented? Orientated? Orientated. I think both work. Yeah. Radio station. I'm aware that... Uh, it's right wing, that with the exception of m- m- me, Matthew Wright, and Daryl, d- 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 we kind of, with various degrees of left, I think there's a little bit of fluid, I think there's no, there's no extreme left wing in any of us, uh, I fluctuate from kind of a centrist to a leftist to sometimes I'm a full on socialist, it depends, it's, it's nuanced, it's nuanced. So... I'm just set, you know, doing that to set the context of this because I'm, I'm 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 really aware of all these things, right? And it's important that you know that I'm aware. I don't get why Alistair Stewart's been forced to resign. I don't get it. I don't get it. Again, I know I'm a white, middle-aged, bisexual guy. I know that I'm you know privileged. I, please, for, for God's sakes, please, Catherine, if I start coming over, um, Lawrence Fox. Uh, yeah. Throw something at me. Okay. Uh, pl- would you? Yeah. Thank you. With pleasure. I don't get why Alistair Stewart has been forced to go. If it's just because of the tweet where he quoted Shakespeare, the quote makes a reference to an ape. He sent it to a black guy. We're going to look at the quote in a minute because I don't. I don't. I've not really read the quote, but we're going to look at it and we're going to like in English. Literature, GCSE, we're going to deconstruct it and work out exactly what it means. And also then you put it in the context of, I believe he sent it to at least two other people. It's kind of his go-to retort, I think. His go-to retort when people are dicks on Twitter to him. I think. It, it, that quote is basically about people being so proud they don't realise that they don't know what they're talking Have about. Have you got the quote? Yes. Can you read it to us, please? So... In... Hang on, let's, let's, let's do this properly. Let's do this properly. shakespeare type music. Now, I think it's been deleted, but what I've got is the screen grab by the guy who... Martin Chaplin, who was um, offended. But he's deleted it as well, I think, now. Right, okay. But the screen grab doesn't show the full quote. That's the only thing. Okay. I can tell you the full quote as well. But what he's saying here is, but man, proud man, dressed in a little brief authority, most ignorant of what he's most assured, his glassy essence, like an angry ape. Okay. It's not the full quote. Okay, so we've got more quote. Like an angry ape plays... But that's what was sent to the guy. Yes. Okay, well, the quote... I don't know whether the full thing was, because it's a screen grab okay. and it's just that little window, the narrower window. On we go. It continues, well... The sentence carries on, so it's like an angry ape plays such fantastic tricks before high heaven as makes the angels weep, who with our spleens would make all themselves laugh mortal. I don't understand the second bit. The first bit I get is saying you're so arrogant and so cocky, but actually you don't know anything. You're like a monkey with a book. Yeah. You, you, you look clever. It's a monkey holding a book. It looks like a monkey can't read it. A monkey can't get the nuance of what's in the book. Yeah, so you're strutting around, talking like you know what you're talking about, but actually we're just beasts and the angels would cry at the arrogance of it. 
I'm a white, middle-aged guy. I've had a lot of white privilege in my life. So call me up if I'm wrong. And I know that we have quite a white audience for this station, <laughs> for obvious reasons, and, and, and for this show. I get it. So it's not quite an echo chamber, this show. It's not quite, because we do have some voices. Gavin, I'll come to you in a second. We do have voices that disagree with us. Um, but it's, it's like an echo chamber with, the open, with an open door, I think. So we're kind of not going to get the full picture. If that's the reason he's been forced to stand down from ITN, I know you think it might be more too. We'll get to that in a second. But if that, that's the only thing we've got so far. If that's the reason, if that on its own is the reason he's been forced to stand down from ITN, have a little look see if there's any more has come out since it's then. just the way they've put errors of judgment. Okay, okay. That's not, that's not a stand-downable offence. That's not a stand-downable offence. I mean, quoting Shakespeare the Bard, Britain's most overrated playwright, but quoting Shakespeare... Um, and I get, I get the, you know, calling black people monkeys deliberately, non-deliberate. I get it, I get it, I get it. Of course, of course, of course. That's a really horrible 70s and 80s, horrible, horrible racist, um, trope is not strong enough word. It's horrible, right? It's horrible. People still do it. And it's disgusting. It's it, he's, he's basically, it's, it's a posh way of calling someone an idiot. It's a posh way of saying, ah, you're an idiot. Ah, your mum. It's, that's what it is. It's a posh way of saying, yeah, but your mum. That's all it is. Right? And, and, and he's done it to other people who are white. So if that's it, and we don't know... ITN haven't confirmed that that's it. Okay. If that's it, that's not, that's not a sackable offence. That shouldn't be. If, if that is it, um, and we'll probably find out tomorrow he's, he's been threatening to kill people. With nunchucks, or something you know, there, there, there might be something we go. Ah, no, yes, no, no, that is a sackable offence. But as it stands, that ain't that. That is that's 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 too much. It feels that feels like it's too much. But shouldn't someone in his position know better than to quote Shakespeare? Than to make any monkey reference whatsoever. <sighs> I mean, after what happened to Danny Baker. It's an open goal, isn't it? If, you know what, if, he, if it was just this guy he'd done it to, I still wouldn't think it was sackable, but yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you more. The fact he's done it to, I think, to other people, to me, says... No, no, no. Maybe, you know, maybe, no. I don't think so. Is this just me? I'm aware, as, as we get older, we become more right-wing. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just natural. I hate to break it to you. It's natural because we have, you know, we have mortgages and we're more interested in money and we have responsibility. It's just the way it goes. So I'm aware that I might be becoming more right-wing and I, 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 I've not gone full Clarkson yet, have I, Catherine? I've not gone full Clarkson. No. Okay. You said that a little bit hesitantly. You're still hesitating now. No, but I'm just thinking of that thing we always tell ourselves, right? Before we decide what's racist and what isn't, ask yep. the people who are affected by it. 
Yeah, which is what I'm putting, this is why I'm putting this out there. This is not a radio show that's going to go, cut people off. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what you think, right? Particularly if you are a person of colour. But that, of course, doesn't mean if, if a black person phones up, doesn't mean they are a spokesperson no. for all black people. We get it. Um, but I know, I, yes, you're right to raise that point. But actually, uh, uh, I'm starting to think, and maybe this is me becoming Johnsonified, the Johnson effect. I'm starting to think the world has gone crazy. Or is it very, the very least, is, is starting to, to spin uh, off the treadle? You think this is the sort of thing that makes people use the word woke in a negative sense? I don't think what he did was racist. And I can if that's what it is. If that's what it is. If, well, 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 yeah. Speaking specifically about that, I don't think that is racist. Speaking specifically about that, I do not think that is racist. And I'm allowed to have an opinion on it. But I'm aware that my opinion is perhaps slightly less valid than the opinion of people of colour. I get that. Slightly less. Significantly less. Is variably less than people of colour. Let's just agree it's less. Okay, I just want to get, get a number on it as to how less it is. Fewer, sorry. Um, so I, I don't know. I know. And I know we have a very white audience. I get it. I get it. But I would love... I would love to know your views on that. I don't know, you know, we're not going to do a particularly heavy show. We, never, we very rarely do, but I just saw that today. I woke up and, and this, you know, story about um, Matthew Wright leaving here today. And then I went to bed and then I woke up and I just turned on Twitter as I do. And it, but Alistair Stewart was trending. I thought, oh, God. And I've met Alistair a long time ago. He was a guest on the 11 o'clock show. And he's worked here to cover for um, a, pre a presenter... Here and everyone said he was the nicest person that you could work with. Wasn't you treated the staff, the team, with respect and courtesy as equals? Asked for opinions and would quite often go with those. This is a guy that's been doing the news for forty years and would ask people in their early twenties what they thought. Yeah. And if if he if it registered, he'd go, "Okay, yeah, no, we can go. Let's go. Let's go that way." Yeah, I had people um, coming to me with big grins on their faces, saying he treated me like a professional. Yeah, yeah. Um. And you know some of the, the 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 stuff that is put out into the ether. You know, to call him someone did a, a, a thing. You know, Alistair Stewart's got the boot for being racist. If it's that, but Piers Morgan is allowed to go on and, and harass seventeen, sixteen-year-old schoolgirls and stalk um, Meghan Markle. You know, yeah. it, I, I don't understand. Um, um, do you want to go oh eight double four a quick call? They've just texted in. Just see if they want to come on and and, and have a chat because um, they make a really interesting point. Actually, I'd, I'd really like to have a chat with them about it. So um, yeah, do come on. You'll get a fair crack of the whip. Um, yeah, definitely get a fair crack of the whip. Not answering. Oh, there's a surprise. Oh oh eight double four baby. Come and talk to me. Isn't it funny? Um, Isn't it predictable? Isn't it predictable? 0834 499 is no, the term. No, 0344. What did I say? 0834. What did I say? You said 0834. I, okay. Dial that if you want. 0344, thank you. That's why you get paid um, the medium bucks. 0344 499 <laughs> 
1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Gavin, I come to you next. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, 84-0344. What's going on there? I don't know. Not feeling very well. I feel very sick. I feel sick, headachey, nauseous. I think I had a bad coffee. I had a coffee in my, like, um... Uh, flask. Flask. But I hadn't cleaned it out properly. It's been sat on the edge for like two weeks where it had lemon and honey in. Okay. Not milk then. Not milk. But I think that, so, but the rim tasted of honey. But that means that I've not cleaned it, so it's probably covered in germs. Well, honey is an antiseptic, so maybe not. In that case, I feel fine. Good evening, Gavin. Hi, good evening. How are you? Uh, honey is an antibiotic rather than an antiseptic. That's you talk then, Catherine. Catherine. Is it? I'm going to check that. She's going to Google it, Gavin. Are you, do you, now, yeah, because, do you want to back? Do you want to stand by that? Are you doubling down or are you backing down? No, soldiers back in World War One, before antibiotics were invented, soldiers used to smear honey into bullet wounds and wounds to kill bacteria. Well, that would, so, well, that would be antiseptic. I'm, I'm staying out of this. I've got no dog in this race, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, antibacterial activity. Catherine, oh. would you like to apologise to Gavin? No. Okay, Ca she's doubling down. <laughs> I'm not apologising. You're allowed to be wrong. And I stand corrected. <laughs> I'll call it 50-50. Don't bother. I don't need your pissy. Carry on. Oh, uh, whoa, 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 oh. whoa, 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 whoa. Gavin, Gavin, you will yeah. not call it 50-50. You won that argument. It wasn't an argument. Well, it, it was an well, argument and he won it. It's an argument now. Uh, between you, you and Gavin, I'm saying now this. What? I, Gavin, I, yes. you've come in and you've just thrown an SH1T bomb into my show. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, you lived, I lived down in London for about 15 years. I'm so sorry. Uh, not well, that's the thing. And I actually got once interviewed by uh, an on-air on sorry, uh, and a radio presenter and said, oh, what's the best thing you ever think of, you love about London? What? I said, Staples Corner, because it's the start of the M1 North. <laughs> and uh, she, she, the look on her face was like, well, where do they go now, you know? It's a great, so, it's a great corner. It used to be a Toys R Us there. It's opposite Brent Cross Shopping Centre. There's a, there's a magnificent um, yeah. Christian centre. And you're about... Um, you, you're about two miles away from Neesden Mosque, so yeah, it's a great, it's a great place. Yes, well, the, 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 the one thing, Ian, that I'd like to say is racism is a two-way street, and whether you live in, like, I'm Scottish, uh, but I live in Durham, uh, but I, you know, lived down there for years, and racism is is not white on other communities. It is just as equivalent on but why coming back on us. Why, why, why are you telling me this? Well, just when you mentioned about racism there. Yeah, you know? but the, the, the story is specifically about a, a person of colour who is offended by the tweet of a white man. So why are you telling me about this? Hey, right, well, maybe, what's I, the I, maybe, should have the, maybe I should have heard the whole report rather than half it. Well, but what, what's, what's the relevance to... What's the relevance? Well, it's it just to show that we all need to bang our heads together and, and say, look, we're all in one wee island... Yeah, like, but, we, but, but sensible people know that. I, but some don't. There's, there's so many clowns yeah, out there that don't. Here's what I don't understand, Gavin. Why you felt the need to phone up and go, it's not just white people that are racist, black people can be too. I, well, not just black, there's... Uh, uh, there's list them, list them all. List, list, list them. Let's get a list of all the other people that can be racist. Well, okay, but, well I don't know how 
far your politics go, but I'm ex-police and ambulance service, and I once in an area uh, was in the car with my daughter who was seven years old. When you say ex-police and ambulance, that's odd that you'd have those two separate... Did you work on the 999? Yes, I worked 999 crews, yeah. With police and ambulance? Yes. So were you a policeman? Yeah, police and ladies and then ambulance service until... Two years ago. Well, thank you, thank you for that. But again, I don't understand why you're pointing out that racism goes goes both ways. I mean, it's interesting, I suppose, but it's irrelevant to what we're well, talking about, isn't it? Right. Well, well, thanks, Ian, and I'll keep it as, as tidy as I can because I don't know what your parameters are. But we I have, assume we have assume we have no parameters. We've got no right. parameters on this show. Okay. Right. And, and, are and you about to tell me an incident of a person of colour being racist towards you? Yes. Right. Why? Well, in the car, my daughter... No, 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 no. Why are you telling me this? Well, you introduced the conversation about racism. I introduced... No, no, no. I introduced a very specific um, conversation about Alistair Stewart, who has been accused um, of being racist towards a black person. And you have felt the need to phone up and tell me an incident of a black person being racist to you, a white person. And I just don't understand the, the connection between the two stories. It's irre- it feels irrelevant to me, but maybe I'm missing something. Right, okay. Well, uh, basically what happened was... Before you tell me what happened, tell me why it's relevant to what we were talking about. Well, because I feel it is. Because it's, 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 you, you're a presenter, and the balanced, uh, you know, doing your job as a presenter is balanced, you know, balanced, Sorry, presenting is, is only fair. I don't, I don't need to be balanced. We're not the BBC. I don't need to be balanced. But 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 it's a really simple question. What I don't, you'd say you feel it's relevant. Can you explain why it's why it's relevant? Because I don't uh, think it is. I, I I think that it sounds like you had a bad experience, however many years ago, and you want to phone up and talk about it. But it's irrelevant to the story that we were just talking about? Well, no, it was to, it was to do with children, that actually to do the racism. And I, I think that, you know, us as parents have got a duty of care to look after our kids. Well, of course we do. That's, 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 that's our job as parents. But again, well, I, I ask you, Evan, why is this... So, so a black person said something rude to your white daughter, right? No, it wasn't a black person. I never said it was a... You said it was a black person. Okay. I never... Okay, well, well you, you said it was an... In, I'm assuming, because I'm really trying to well, that, speed this up before... I'm trying, I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to speed this up before I lose the will to live. You... Okay. So, so a person of colour was racist to your white daughter? No. So was anybody uh, racist you're, to you're your... Was anybody... To see the story. So I don't want to hear the story. I don't want to hear the story. Was anybody racist to your daughter? There's no point in speaking to you, you know, honestly. There's no point in speaking to you because you haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Was anybody... No, I do. I, I do, but you don't. You, you, just, you just grab it on to what you want to say about it, man. Well, I'm, I'm talking about Alistair Stewart and a tweet. You phoned up. He put the phone down. This is like that thing when you do a... When, here's the thing. You know what that was? Someone answering a whistle we didn't blow. Whenever. Whenever. I'm tempted just to do it without saying what it is to prove it. Whenever you have a, a guest on, a female guest, you know where I'm going to go with this, who has been a victim of domestic abuse. Yeah. Whenever. Whenever. You'll get someone phoning up going, 
Uh, yeah, blokes can suffer from domestic abuse from their wives as well. Every single time. Every single time. And the first couple of times, I was like, oh, no, that's great. Thanks very much for, um, thanks very much for bringing that up. And after the second time, I was thinking, no, hang, hang on. But, but we, we, we're talking specifically to Sarah, who is campaigning for more rights. I'm, I'm generalising. I'm conflating the few times I've done this. More rights for women who have been victims of domestic abuse from their male partners. We're talking about that specifically. Phoning up just to go, ah, Aha! But men can also be victims of... Okay, we're not talking about that now. I had one of those yesterday. No. Yeah, because you know Audrey Gillen that we're going to speak to on Tuesday? Yeah, oh yeah. She's been interviewing, she's spoken to three homeless women, right? Two on the streets of London, really one in Glasgow, see right? This is going. She wrote this tweet, and it's to introduce this, this new podcast she's done. It's a one-off, it's spectacular, I listened to it today, it's really moving. And she wrote, the number of people sleeping on our streets is horrific, but can you imagine how much harder it is for women? Their lives are precarious and unsafe. They're assaulted and day-to-day -day living, including personal hygiene, is so much harder than it is for men, right? She goes through it in real detail. There's about, it's a thread of about six tweets. <laughs> this guy jumps in. Thank goodness for Twitter guy. Lucky then that the vast majority of rough sleepers are men most of whom are assaulted on a regular basis and dearly wish they made half as much from begging as the, brackets, often violent women do. <laughs> oh, what fair enough. Need? Let's not talk to them then. What is the what is the need? We had a guy, talking about the domestic abuse, we had a guy phone us up here when I was still living in the flat. I remember it, going home thinking about it, and he told his story of being, uh, I didn't believe a word of it. It just felt like he wanted to phone up and make that point. Hey, listen, guys. I mean, it could be argued, I wouldn't, it could be argued it would be difficult for a black person to be racist towards a white person because of the power exchange. It could be argued that. I'm not arguing that. But yeah, I know, I get it. I, get, I mean, I don't even believe I'm saying this. Yeah, I get it. People, you know, the, racism goes every which way but loose. But that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. It's, it's irrelevant to the conversation that we're having right now. I really wish you'd started listing everybody that could be, uh, could be racist. It's irrelevant to the conversation that we're having now. And here's the thing. It's a really important conversation we're having now. And it demeans the conversation we're having now. It's the same when you talk of anti-Semitism. Quite often, people will phone up and talk about other examples of racism. Uh, Islamophobia and um, general racism. Okay. But, 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 but that, you're, you're kind of taking away from this specific conversation about anti-Semitism. Do you phone in about racism and, and Islamophobia? No, but, but this is a specific thing. It sort of waters down a very, very serious issue by going, yeah, well, of course, uh, people of colour can be racist as, as, as well. And no one talks about that. They do, actually. They do, actually. They really do. And a lot of people would say, oh, you're just being a, a, a white, woke, libtard. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to make this fair. I'm trying to make this really, really fair. Let's go to Thomas very quickly before we take a break. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Ian. Hey, Thomas. Thomas, it's 10.39, so we've got to keep it brief. Go on. What's going on? Okay, I've got a joke for you. Oh, my God, I hate jokes. <laughs> I may not laugh. If there's silence, then you have to live with that, okay? Can you live with the silence? Yep. Okay, away you go. So if your partner keeps making you cry, you've got to wonder whether your partner 
is human or an onion. That explains a lot. I gave so much money to the onion in the settlement. Uh, uh, Thomas, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to stick to the rule. You've got to phone before half past ten, okay? Okay. I'm going to be strict. If you phone, uh, and the, our phone call will have ended by half past ten. If you phone afterwards, Sam, we could tell Thomas it's got to be before half past ten, if you wouldn't mind. Is that all right? Is everything all right at school? Yep. Good lad. All right. Thank you very much, Thomas. I appreciate that. Those onions get everywhere. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 is the telephone number. It's got a rhythmic Paul. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, monsieur and madame. Ah, bonsoir. Mademoiselle. Um... I, I called the, the caller a few a few callers ago. Uh, Stop, saying Stop saying words that begin with call. Sorry? Stop saying words that begin with call. Paul. Yes, Paul, call. Um, small. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, balance. That's the word that, that inspired me to call. It, it, because he, I, I understand where he's coming from. Uh, and I'm uh, sorry, I, I, I will... Um, are, you, are you high? Are you drunk? Have you, have, you been, um, have you been running upstairs quickly then, holding your breath? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've never done that, but that sounds like a great way to get off your face. <laughs> Just run upstairs quickly and hold your breath. <laughs> i tell you what I've not had for a long time, right? I miss it. But it will come again as I get older. The thing where you stand up quickly and you think rush. you're going to faint. Oh, I miss that. You stand up and suddenly it's like it's stars everywhere. You go, oh, I don't know where I am. Oh, I've just stood up. I missed that. I want one of them. I want one of them. Sorry, Paul. Well, all you, all you need to do is get yourself some high blood pressure and that'll happen to you all the time. Oh, I'm going to get me some high blood pressure for my birthday. 47's coming up. <laughs> the point of your call, Paul. The point of my call um, was uh, to, to dispute the word balance. Because in this issue of race, it's not possible with the historic baggage that we have. Um, nor should it be rebalanced, because that would therefore mean that, you know, um, all the black people in the world should uh, enslave white people. And that's ludicrous and ridiculous and wrong. For those who missed it, you're right. Gavin did say that he was, what the point he was made when I started badgering him was that he was, he wanted, to, that I needed to be balanced. Mm. I don't. It's not the BBC, so I don't. That's one of the joys of working for a commercial uh, uh, enterprise is we don't have to be balanced. It means we don't have to do the thing that the BBC do a lot to their detriment is have someone who has been affected by something on to talk about it. And then for balance, we get someone with the opposite view who may be from a minority organization and represents 50, 100, 500 people or one person or one person but they get equal time when, when sometimes it's really good and really interesting and really healthy just to focus on the one person and that story you don't need to have a counter argument to it Indeed. and and you're right you're, you're right paul with the, the with racism we don't need balance for it race racism is atrocious i'm not probably i'm saying this but i am racism is atrocious and is horrible, and it has primarily for centuries favoured the white guy. Favoured the white guy for, for centuries. 
It's not always been that way, and of course, it can it can come back the other way. It can come back, the, but but it, it, it has has benefit. You can see the benefits of, of of the white people everywhere in statues, in colleges, in in the wealth of this country compared to the wealth of various African nations. You can see it. You can see it. You you, you know the, the poverty that people of color often find themselves in, particularly in in various parts of America, but also this country when they they are. In all the terms, exactly the same as white their white peers, but they're not getting the breaks, or just because of the the, the historical racism, they're not. Blah, 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 blah. For years, it's worked against black people, so we don't need to balance that argument out. And the point that yeah, someone was we, we didn't get there in the end. Someone was rude to him or his daughter or whatever. That's a, I'm I'm really sorry that happened, but it's irrelevant. When we are talking about this particular story, Alistair Stewart and a tweet, and whether the context of that tweet is racist, and whether it's okay for me as a white guy to go, well, I don't think it is racist. That's the nuanced... Here's the thing, Paul. This is it. I knew if I kept talking, I'd get to a point. People are very... I was going to say, people are very black and white. People are very binary at the moment. It's on, it's off. It's ones and it's zeros. What we're trying to do here with this Alistair Stewart thing is try to have quite a nuanced, subtle conversation where there is no, at the end you go, ah, well, we've got the right answer. Subtlety and nuance has vanished. People want yes or no, right or wrong. And that's it. But um, but despite the fact that we are essentially talking about skin colour and, you know, the, the, the binary definitions which have prevailed for some time being black and white. Um, the, there is no black and white, and I don't think there ever will be, um, because I I find myself in a position entirely agreeing with you. I don't believe that, you know, based on that tweet being a quote from Shakespeare, that that, that was in any way racist. However, there is a hypersensitivity that exists today. Um, and is being fueled by um, political correctness, which for for some has its place, um, but there are there are equally valid arguments that counter against that. Um, the, the answers are not simple; they are not clear. But I think it's good that we are having the discussion, yes, uh, and that we are having it more openly now. And you know, long after uh, you and I are all dead and passed on and whatnot, hopefully, we will be able to establish, uh, re- well, establish or re-establish, whichever, an equilibrium where people can feel truly equal, all people. <coughs> I don't see for me political correctness. I think generally is a good thing. I, I just change it to the word compassion. That, for me, is how I interpret a lot of it. Some people go too far with it. Some people are afraid of it. I'm having, a, I'm having a, an argument on Facebook. Imagine an argument online, right, on a monkeys forum. Because so every now and then, there's picture resurfaces of the monkeys, one of my, my favourite pop groups. It's a really early picture from probably late 65, early 1966. And it is them kind of stood there with their instruments. They're goofing around, right? And Mickey Dolenz has a symbol on his head and it looks like those sort of Chinese hats that the rice pickers would wear. And he is doing the eyes. He's doing the eyes, right? It's late 65, early 66. I know Dolenz, not a racist, right? Really nice guy. Um, and a few people have, have posted this going, God, I bet there'll be some snowflakes 
being upset about this and, and a few a few wags have changed the l's when they're posting words to r's because that's how chinese people can't say the l's and all that and so i've kind of weighed it in i said i'm not offended by it but i remember seeing this picture in the 80s it made me uncomfortable then it makes me uncomfortable now i just don't think it's a very nice picture and uh, 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 oh you snowflake you snowflake wow um apologies for doing the voice i'm just uh, you snowflake you need to get over yourselves. Humour is humour. I said, yeah, yeah, no, humour is humour. Um, but I have a niece and a nephew who are part Chinese. And I, I know that someone doing those eyes, and I know because I've heard stories, someone doing those eyes is very, very upsetting to them. They're kids and it really upsets them. So what I like to do is I like to listen to people like that who are hurt and I learn from it. And when I see stuff like that, I'm quite happy to call it out. It's not me being a snowflake. It's not, it's not, I'm not condemning the monkeys. I'm not saying this group is awful and we shouldn't listen to the music. I'm just saying, I don't think that's a very nice picture. It upsets members of my family. It, so therefore it upsets me. And that's okay. But people, Paul, people get very, very angry. Yeah. I'm not angry that this picture's up there. I'm just saying, upset my, this will upset my niece and nephew. But the people on the other side tend to get very, very angry as though them, the, the, the fact that they're not allowed to do, you know, the Chinese eyes or post a picture of someone doing the Chinese eyes is, is like a real infringement of their rights. And a lot of these people are Americans, so it's, it is slightly different. Slightly well, especially different given mindset. their president doing the impersonation of a disabled person yeah, that a, went out of fashion somewhere around 1978. Slightly different mindset there, but um, do you, I don't think I don't think it'll ever be sorted, Paul. Ever. Well, these are growing pains. I think that. Well, I hope that as a as a species over time, and again, I say this is long long after you and I are dead. Um, uh, Why we, keep we threatening will me? Under- <laughs> so this is the second time he's threatened me. One more, I'm calling the police. He's talking about like three months' time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I well, I I hope that we can we can grow past this. I think we are capable. I do. Okay. All right. How's life going, Paul? Um. Yeah, stressful, busy. You got any? You got gigs with the band coming up? The band uh, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow night. We're, we're doing Celtic connections, folky, folky music, which would be quite funky, actually. Folky, funky music. I'm digging it. Man. We want to come and see you at some point. You have to come and see me. All right. We'll come and see you. Nice to talk to you, Paul. Cool. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye-bye. Uh, 0344 We didn't do... We did that break. I'm getting it. Oh, we like it. I'm getting the hang of it, man. I'm getting the hang of it. Um... But the, the, the people who, I mean, is this, this, this monkey thing, I mean, it's so, it's popped up a couple of times, this picture, and it seems to be people testing the water, um, and they get very angry, and I'm just cool to go, hey, listen, it's, you know, it's fine, this is my new technique with dealing with angry people, hey, man, it's all fine, it's cool, I'm just saying, you know, if you want to carry on upsetting 11 and 14 year old kids... Then you go for that, but yeah. but I'm, that's not me. Why is this the hill you want to die on? How yeah. often do you do that impression? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a horrible get... picture, and it's and it's it's one that um, I, I remember seeing in the eighties and going, oh nah, and it, it it doesn't look great now. But 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 if their whole career had been built on doing that and blacking up and stuff, okay, there's a picture. They were kids. It was the sixties. It's not a very nice picture. It doesn't define them. It doesn't define them. 
doesn't define who those people are. I wonder whether this taps into this whole... And I'm the same, as you heard when we spoke to um, Gavin earlier before it went Pete Tong. People don't like being corrected. No. And with something like racism, it's a, it's an accus- it's a, it's a tacit accusation, isn't it? Yeah. And so a lot of people just dig in rather than stop and think and go, oh, hang on a minute, maybe, maybe someone else has got a point. Let me ask a question that might get me in trouble. Is there such a thing as the race card? Now, I interpret the race card as being a... Let me guess this how I interpret it. A person of colour is not slighted or offended by something, but sees an opportunity to make some form of personal gain by exploiting something that someone else has said. Is that the race card? That's the the implication of that term, yeah. Does it exist? It must exist because of humanity. There will be humans on every side who... Um, want shortcuts yeah. to gain. I'm sure. I'm sure that's true. Same. Not as suggesting y- this guy in the Alistair Stewart thing is doing that. It's not no, what I'm suggesting. No, no, I'm no. Just having a little but mind. Same as, you know, a woman might cry sexism. Yeah. If she's on, if she's on a losing errand. What I do think is dangerous is dismissing everyone's yes. o- um, opposition to a set form of thinking as, oh, they're playing the whatever card. Yeah. Disability, whatever it might be. Yeah, sort of a lot of things there, that person's just playing the race card. I don't know. I don't know the person involved. I don't know. They might have, I don't know. Um, But, yeah. um, Hello, Mark. Ian. Mark. How we doing? What you got for us? Um, I'm just wondering if I could do a Pradeep, please. On your own? Uh, well, with maybe you and Catherine. Here's the thing, right? I've gone into retirement as the undefeated. I've beaten you before. You have not. I had a cold. <laughs> I had a cold, right? I have gone into retirement as the undefeated Pradeep champion of the world. Depending on the day. Okay. So. My initial answer is would be to say no. Why? Why should I? But here's the thing, Mark. You sound like you ain't got much in you, buddy. Oh no, I've got I've got some lungs. You can barely speak. Listen to you huffing and a puffing, Barbara Ann. <laughs> you got nothing going. This is mind games. <clears throat> no, it's not mind games. It's lung games, and I don't think you're up the lunger games. I I don't think you're up to the challenge, Mark. So I don't want to. I've already embarrassed Gavin. I don't want to embarrass a Mark. Can you come out of retirement? Beg me, boy. Well, yeah. Beg me, boy. Catherine, what do you think? I think you've got one last game in you. (laughs) Beg me, boy. I think he's scared. I think he's scared. Who you calling, chicken? You. I think I'm going to beat you both. Oh, right. in a three-way. All right, mm-hmm. we'll do it. So it goes like this. Sam is going to count us in. Sam is going to go three, two, one, go. When he's finished saying go, we go. Okay? <coughs> Hang on. <coughs> Hang on. <coughs> Start the count. Three, two, one, go. Pradeep. He started again. 
Oh. <laughs> Undefeated champion. back into retirement <laughs> 2020 champion of the world <laughs> Boiler you weren't well, well early I'm not very well oh, oh <laughs> Donald where's your choosers this is Talk Radio Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio
So they found Lord Lucan. Oh, really? Surely if they found Lord Lucan now, he'd be dead by now. Well, didn't his widow stroke a strange wife only just recently die? How old would Lord Lucan be now? 84, I'd say. 84. All right. No one lives to 84. I've never heard of an 84-year-old. He was born in 1934. 86? No, 96. 86. 86. Lord Lucan has been found in country's most enduring crime mysteries. And it's the end of the story. Oh, that's the end. <laughs> no, it's, no, no. The, the, the story to, in itself is a mystery. The mirror have gone to town on it. The mirror have gone to town on it. Um, don't have a photo of this guy. Neil Berryman, whose mother, Sandra Rivett, was bludgeoned to death in the Lucan family home in 1974, said, I know he is still alive. The man he believes to be Lucan is in, is in his mid-80s. Game-changing, if true. Game-changing. After today's revelations, I, will, I can believe anything. And seriously ill, awaiting major surgery and virtually housebound in a large, detached, large shared detached house in the suburbs. I wanna, I was, okay, I want to find out more about this. So I'll carry on reading. That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. Guys, 0344 If you want to give us a call. Um, Mr Berryman, 52, has been to Scotland Yard's cold case unit with his findings, telling them, I believe I've tracked down the man, Lord Lucan, who murdered my mother. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. He said the officer he spoke to agreed that police must look into his claims. He added they will have to investigate this properly. The building contractor and father of two claims Lucan based himself in Perth on arrival in Australia, but moved to another part of the country after a series of disagreements with pals. He now has a new group of friends. Two are young English men, and another is an Australian he first met on a Buddhist retreat 11 years ago. They all take part in daily meditation sessions. Game-changing, if true. Let's get some let me get some appropriate music. I mean, a guilty conscience could require a little bit of salving through the medium of meditation. Let's get some let's get some meditation music on. Mystery man needs a part-time carer and often sits on the veranda listening to trains in the distance. The friends confirm to the Daily Mirror that an elderly Englishman who looks like Lucan um. lives at the house. Oh, this is a game changer if true! Lord Lucky Lucan, who would have turned 85 last month, disappeared after the murder of Miss Rivet at the family's exclusive news home in Belgravia, London, 1974. He'd run up huge gambling debts. As we know, Rainbow George was um, friends with him. Something tells a horrible story about battering in a kitten's head. 
kitten post, dead kitten posted through the uh, letterbox, yeah. He had, um, okay, police believe he attacked Ms. Rivet with a, uh, uh, okay, uh, possibly mistaking her for his wife. After the attack, he fled and was last spotted at the manor house home of Peter and Susan Maxwell Scott in East Sussex. At the time, there were rumours he had committed suicide by throwing himself off a cross-channel ferry from New Haven days after the murder. But nobody was ever washed up, and the mystery of his disappearance has endured for 46 years. It's always been possible that, thought possible that powerful friends may have helped him escape to avoid a lengthy prison sentence. I can believe that. Lord Lucan was a member of the Clermont set, a group of powerful, wealthy people, including millionaire businessmen Sir James Goldsmith and John Aspinall. There have been sightings in South Africa, the Maldives, India, was a typo. Let me read this sentence as writ. There have been sightings in South Africa, the Maldives, India, and even India. Oh. Is it India? But despite extensive police inquiries, he's never been found. Mr. Berriman's quest began when he discovered 12 years ago he was Sandra Rivett's secret son. Oh, mate! Who had been adopted shortly after birth. Mate! When Lucan was, a form, was formally declared dead by the High Court in 2016, he received a detailed tip by letter that Lucan was in fact alive. He then decided to spend £30,000 of his own cash, should have done a GoFundMe, on a private investigation. As he dug deeper, he claimed evidence showed that Lucan had indeed escaped British justice. Mr Berryman, who lives with his partner Kim in Millland, West Sussex, in case you were wondering, we don't know how old Kim is, I'm hoping that gets revealed later in the story, said... He has been alive all this time, lying about who he is, lying about it to his new friends. They are fully aware he is a mystery elderly Englishman and not who he is claiming to be. The people he lives with know he has a mystery past and what he tells them does not add up. They have had their suspicions for many years. Lucan is a deceitful con man and he is the man who murdered my mother. I'm, I'm hoping at some point this guy tells us about when he went and knocked on the door and spoke to him? Imagining that would have happened, wouldn't it? Let's read on. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind he escaped that night with the help of friends who helped him get across the channel and get a new passport, and incredibly, he is still alive. From my own inquiries, he's had at least six different identities, but principally he has used becoming a Buddhist monk as his cover. The police have asked Mr Berryman to return to them to fully present the evidence painstakingly collected from his personal four-year investigation. Now he is demanding they put a team of detectives together to look into his fresh information fully. Attempts are still being made to try to confirm independently if his claims are true. Scotland Yard said it would not comment on the case, adding, Generally, we do not comment on who we may or may not speak to when, if a case is reviewed. The mystery man is aware of the claims, but the mirror has chosen not to reveal his identity. Oh. So the mirror knows this guy. So tomorrow's papers. Can you have a look online? This is the mirror. Have a look at the, the mirror online and see if they've got pictures. Because they, they put tomorrow's stories up online, don't they? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Oh, look, yeah, first thing. Lord Lucan exclusive. Scotland Yard's cold case team probes sensational claims. Missing Earl is alive and living in Australia after 45 years on the run. Okay. Uh, I think you're, that's the same one you just same, You're not telling me anything new. Um, you're not telling me anything new. This story is happening live. Picture of Lord Luke. Can we just phone up? We should just phone up Australia. We just phone. Let's just phone up Perth. And and just go. Hello, is that Lord Lucan? Yes. No. 
it's exactly the same as you got there. <laughs> you missed the funny. No, he would say that, wouldn't he? Hell. He would might go. Yeah, no. Hello, this is Perth two six nine six nine. Hello, yes. Could I? Is that Lord Lucan? Yes. No. No. There's no, no one of that name. No here. one of that name here. What? What is your name? My name it's is Luke. Board Buchan. <laughs> oh my God. I'm Board Buchan. Who's ask, Who's asking? I'm Board Buchan. Sounds legit. Doesn't it? Mr. Berriman admitted the search. Oh. Come down to me, pretty lady. I'm pretty. Yeah. Oi, Mary Jane. Isn't that lovely? I enjoyed that. This music just makes you want to get up and dance. Just makes you want to get up and dance. Sometimes you just got to do what you feel, man. This is disco. You kids now with your drill music, your drill bits, and all your acid. This is disco. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this music. These are the Beatles of their day. Oh, this is. Oh, this is the Jean-Michel Char of his day. <laughs> Have I got it right? Yeah. Jean-Michel Char is completely bald now. No, he can't be. Well, if Lucan can be alive, he was a very, Michel Char can be bald. He was a very... He was. A, he had lovely long locks. Let me look him up. I think he's bald. It's been a long time since I checked on the, the uh, hair status. <laughs> Char... Maybe he's only got. Maybe he's got um, like light hair now. It's made out of light. He's made out of light. Sounds. He, 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 he has to. Make no, I'm still up. pretty hairy. I mean, he's got a good head of hair. I don't. I think he's bald. No, he ain't. Okay. I, Look, I mean, he's got that ruffled. I want Kim Berryman to spend thirty thousand pounds of his own money investigating Jean-Michel Char's hair for the next four years. Mr. Barron says, I spent 30 grand of my own money in the search for the truth. I've paid for flights, hotels, and even expert facial recognition technology for analysis. That showed a similarity of over 85%. But that stuff is rubbish. That's an app, isn't it? And it says that you um, look like Marlon Dingle. That's, that's all it does. You kind of do. Mm. And that is taking into account all the plastic surgery he's clearly had. It's, oh, okay. But here's the thing, right? Plastic surgery is not like in, in um, James Bond or Matt Helm films, it's a reference for the kids, where you have plastic surgery done and you look like someone completely different. Mm. You look the same, but with a wonky face. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, look at some of the high-profile individuals who, I don't know, suggest that maybe they've fallen over and then they come back looking... Slightly more surprised than they did before. Rest that is that is like top primo plastic surgery. Rest in peace, Jennifer Aniston's top lip. That's oh. all I'll say. Watch the film from her from last year, and and that top lip. I mean, what a waste! What a waste of a top lip. It's taken me all over Australia, and it's taken me to meet all sorts of people who helped me along the way. My journey to discover the truth. But I consider every pe penny was well spent. It has enabled me to get where we are today. It took over my life, but it had to be done. I know some people would say that it's become an obsession. That may be so. That I would simply say to them, put yourself in my shoes. What would you do if your mum had been killed and no one had been brought to justice and the man who killed her was never found? You'd do exactly what I've done to, un to discover the truth, I think. Mm. This has brought me and my family so much stress and heartache. Mr. Berriman added with a tear in his eye, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind was the right thing to do. There's not, I mean, there's not really, and then, then the next, there's a page spread about, um, about him and stuff. There's not really 
I kind of feel we've heard this story a few times. Can I put my cynical journo head on? Please I do. Mean, just tighten it. It's always on. Let me let me turn this music up a bit because I think it's adding gravitas. Two possibilities here. Yeah. Either he's told the mirror what he's got, and the mirror think, "Yep, sounds great. We're saving this for the big reveal." Mm -hmm. Or the mirror know it's not him, but they just want to string it out because everyone's interested in this story. Surely. That mirror must have got in touch with their Australia office and said, you've got to send a team and a photographer a and we have a blank checkbook. You have got to send them to this guy's house. I expect tomorrow to have shady, grainy pictures of an old man looking out of a window. With a moustache. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I expect. That's a bit disappointing, that story. I thought there'd be more to it than that. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Sparks Royal Albert Hall, October. Let me have a word. Let me, let me have a word. Royal Albert Hall, Sparks. That'd be a great gig. Got a new album coming out. I wish they'd stop doing albums because they're all brilliant. Just have a break. Stop stop rubbing it in that you two guys are genii. Stop rubbing it in. And that you're still leaping around like a teenager. Oh, my God. If you, go and see Sparks at the Royal Albert Hall. We'll be there. You, we can wave at us. Um, what a, Just funny, clever, artsy, angular, joyous pop. They're that kind of act that makes you feel clever just by kind of osmosis. Oh, I love it. I love it. And a new album coming out. Yes, guys. Yes, guys. Yes, guys, we'll have that. We'll have that. Oh, three, quiet on the phone tonight, Catherine. It's because we're being absolutely riveting. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yeah, someone sent me a picture of Jean Luc, not Jean Luc Picard, Jean Michel Char, claiming, claiming he is Wiggy. Oh, come on. I... Are you sure you're not thinking of Jean Luc Picard? <laughs> Yeah, but that's, a, that's in the 80s. My hair looked like that in the that's 80s. That's not in the 80s. That's now in the no, 90s. No, it's not. Let me look it up. Jean-Michel Jarre. Jean-Michel Jarre. 2019. Jean-Michel Jarre. Okay, that's Plays him. the piano made out of light. That was him uh, interviewed in 2018. Which one are you showing me? This one. That's, okay, it's, it's a wig. No, it's he's not. He's doing the clever thing that's, that only clever men do, is he's ageing the wig. Clever rich men do, age the wig. See the roots. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's a bloody good one. Age the wig. That was where Frankie Howard went wrong. Guys, he never aged the wig. The guys, same wig. He's a handsome man and he's an older man. Don't hate, congratulate. Oh, I don't hate the guy. Evening, Anthony. Evening, how are you? Very, very well. I spoke to my good friend Scott about you today, Scott Balcony from Balcony Shirts, and he sends his oh, best. I was about that, actually. He, he said, I cannot believe Anthony called in and I missed it, and um, he was asking about you and he wanted me to pass on his best wishes to you. He says, you're a nice man. And um, here's the thing, he said to me, right, you've not phoned me for about 12 years, right? He said, right. how old is Anthony now? He must be about 20. I said, what are you talking oh, about? What are you talking about? No, not 20, no. How old are you now? Well, it's my birthday, Ian, next Wednesday. 28. I guess. You're going to be 28. No, a bit more. 32. One more? 33. Yeah, 33, yeah. He's an old man, old man Anthony. Um, I'm getting old now, Ian. Mate, I'm going to be 47 this year. It's, um, oh, I just broke this pen. 
I just, <gasps> I just broke this pen. Literally, I just, I had this pen that's Kath's pen, and I'm just, I'm just, all I did was just drop it very, very lightly. You wouldn't have even heard wrong it. Way what? What do you mean, wrong I'll way around? Exactly I'll fix it. I'm, I'll, fi I'll fix you it. You broke it and you broke it. I did, no, no, all other, I did was, all I did was very, very gently, all I did was very gently just, just place it on the table and it's collapsed. Cheap. Oh dear. Cheap rubbish. Oh, very cheap for you. Crap. Che crap. Could you fix it, please? Because this is. I hope so, because that's a new pen. Mate, literally, would you what get your... that pen I gave you for Christmas? Get your money back. That says that's got the word bell end on it. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought you'd lost that. Right here we go. Fix that. If you don't fix, I would suggest you take that back and um, get a refund. Pound, I mean. No. Don't well, you it. don't know. You didn't buy it. It's mad. I know he's broken it more. And can, well, and can you lend me another pen, please? Because oh. I need a pen to... Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the London gig is at the Roundhouse. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave, for ruining a man's dreams. Thanks, Dave, you dream ruiner. That picture of Jean-Michel Jarvis from, like, 2004. Please let me speak to Anthony! Crack on, then. Yes, Anthony, I'm what can I do for you pen. this evening? Um, did you get your PC toilet, your computer? How did, did I, that go? Did I get my PC toilet? No, your computer sorted out. Yes, mate. Got, got a brand new PC. I was, was nice. setting it up today. Was streaming. Was having trouble with the the things coming up when people had subscribed and stuff. But voila, picture quality, sound is magnifique. To, 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 to Saturday, all day Saturday, green screen, video games, watching old 11 o'clock shows. It is going to be superb. And if you're not there... That is awesome. It is awesome. Nice, nice. Um, Ian, a few years ago, you were on I'm a Sense to Get Out of Here. This feels like an interview for a student magazine. Yes, I was. <laughs> um... How did you experience that? Did you like it or did you not like it? How I liked it bits of it I loved. Yeah. Bits of it I hated, the people. What um, did you hate the most? Sorry? What did you hate the most? Um, well, what do you call it? Oh, what do you call it? Rebecca Vardy. Okay, she's not very nice. Mm. Um, but overall, I enjoy, you know, I look back on it very, very fondly. Very fondly. And my kids... Please, Catherine, I'm talking to Anthony! What are you doing with the pen? I'm talking to Anthony about the jungle! You're blowing a pen! It's old news, Anthony. Um, uh, Google my, it. My, my kids enjoyed it. Where'd you, where'd you finish? Fifth or was it? I didn't, I can't remember. So, I finished third, mate, and I would have come second oh, well, if it hadn't been for cheating. Wow. If it hadn't been for cheating from the thickos. Damn, how annoying was that? How annoying is that, Ian? Yeah, it was all right. I, I, I you know, it, it was all right. I, I won, I won a, a moral victory, Anthony. I won a yeah, moral that's, victory. That's pretty decent, Ian. Very decent. decent indeed. How'd the show go, then? Is it busy? It was going busy? all right until about five minutes ago. That's a joke, guys. It's a joke. <laughs> the radio show, ah, it's all right. You know, it, 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 the peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. It's all, um, yeah. it's very yeah. turbulent out here. Let's, let's, uh, let's be honest. No one, everyone's looking behind them to see if there's anybody, if there's a sniper. We just don't, <laughs> excuse me, don't we know. just don't know. Is, him, is Barry still alive, do you know? Barry dies, I'm afraid. Oh, no, bad mm. news. Oh. Don't be too That's sad. He was, an, he was an idiot. He was an idiot. You didn't, know you didn't like him? No, no, not since his son. other guy called up all the time, ignoring voice. Um, You've got to narrow it down quite a bit. <laughs> um, I can't think of his name. He kept calling you, like, every single five minutes. Mm. He's got a squeaky voice. I don't know what his name is. He didn't know. Mm. Who do you uh, remember who had a sque squeezy voice? A squeaky voice. It could have been, uh, it could have been Yasser. Yeah, that's it, yes, sir. Yeah. He doesn't, um... Oh, he doesn't... Hang on. 
Okay, I'll see you. He doesn't call me anymore, thank God. Anthony, right. listen, nice talking to you, my friend. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. This! You didn't fix the pen. You've broken it. I'm going to have to get a screwdriver. I literally it. didn't break it. You did. I didn't. You did. You rammed that in too hard. Now I can't get it out. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very, uh, very welcome. Um, please don't be offended. We get a lot of regular callers, which is great. Please don't be offended if we say, not tonight, let's leave a little space for someone else to call in. Don't take it personally. I had a, I had a, a, a DM because I said yesterday that someone suggested I might, I might have a brain aneurysm and I should get it checked out because a friend of hers died. And it was not, it's not, it's not helpful. It's not a helpful tweet to send. What, to a man who's openly um, explained that he suffers from stress and anxiety? Yeah, it wasn't helpful. I know it was sent with the best intentions, but it wasn't helpful. So then I got a DM today, um, very upset that I'd called her out on air and I'd abused her and uh, she has mental health issues and um, that I'd, I'd, I'd embarrassed and humiliated her and um, and I deleted it, I should have kept it but there was one of those phrases in it all I've ever done is be kind to you it's something like that, it was something like that that made me think, ah, you think we're friends you think we're friends well so she unfollowed me on Twitter and I blocked her just to be safe. Very a nice person, a really nice person, but but also unable to see how suggesting I might have a brain aneurysm. I mean, it was in reply to a tweet about being depressed, but I, I guess it was to do more with the migraine. Uh, 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 unable to see their part in that situation. In my experience, with that sort of person, that DM was always going to come. It's just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. Because, um, um, yeah, because they take it very, very personally. Yeah, they do. And we've talked about this before, how we're not friends, guys. Um, you know, I, I think I give more of myself than any other radio presenter in the world. And and I'm happy to do that. But the, but sometimes the boundaries, because of that, the boundaries get a little fuzzy. And I love, um, oh, I think I can share this. I think I can share this. You and... Um, I will share this because I won't go into too much detail. I remember you and a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe, called in and was struggling with the booze. Uh, still sober. Good. Still sober. Struggling. Not finding it easy. But sober. And I've um, sent him a little message today and he writes these very lovely, very long, detailed um, descriptions of where he's at. And it's really, really interesting reading them. It's a joy to read them. Um, for those who don't know, Ewan, Ewan was a young guy that phoned up and he was really struggling with booze and I gave him my phone number. And I encouraged him to go to AA meetings because that's how I got clean. NA was how I got clean, but, but I go to AA now. And um, we've been messaging each other. And sometimes he replied, I just said a little, just checking in. And I was at a really nice meeting today and halfway through the meeting I thought, oh, oh, I've not spoken to Ewan for, for a few days. I wonder how he's getting on. And after the meeting, first thing I did was just said, oh, I just had a meeting, Ewan, and I just, 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 you just thought of you, and I just want to check that everything's all right. He sent me a really nice, detailed reply explaining where he's at and his struggles and how, what he's doing to overcome those struggles, and he's still sober. He's sober today. Brilliant. Who'd have thought it? But that is I an extraordinary it. move from you, you know, in the whole time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
definitely. Uh, 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 definitely. And that's more to do with 12 step, isn't it? Yeah, I'm really enjoying my meetings at the moment. I've got my commitment on a Tuesday, which I'm loving, and it's great, and, and it worked because I didn't want to go to the meeting on Tuesday. But I had to go because I had to set up the books. I didn't have to. Someone else could have done it for me. No, but, but it's just the extra reason that you need to be there. One of the things about getting clean and sober is when, you, when you're a drunk or, an, or a junkie, uh, you're completely unreliable. And it's just um, learning to be reliable again, learning to, to act in a way that it causes people to trust you again and to also to be responsible my set them i'm responsible to go and get some books out of a box and set them up and at the end of the meeting say i'm ian i'm in charge of the literature we've got some books and leaflets if you want any come and have a chat with me afterwards boom that's it um and it's great it means i have to get there a little bit early and i've made a couple of friends in there and i have to stay behind a little bit later so i'm forced to talk to people that's and it, it stops you from sneaking out which is your which default is my, position my right? default move is to is to sneak out I snuck out a bit today. I snuck out today without speaking to anyone. But um, uh, here's something that I don't think people get. You know this is an act. Do people know this is an act? Well, define that because that doesn't mean it's all fake. Um, I'll tell you what I'm thinking of this. As you know, I'm obsessed with Limmy. I think he's so funny and, 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 and um, I enjoy watching his streams. And that's kind of inspired me to go a bit more serious with the streams. And on the streams, he's very loud, very funny, can be quite cruel, abusive. And he kind of said the other day, and it made me think, oh, yeah, yeah. He explained brilliantly um, that, that he's not like that in real life. That when he, he doesn't really like meeting people, he doesn't like going out, doesn't like meeting people. He's more than happy if someone comes up and says, all right, Lemmy, I'm a fan, can I get a selfie? He loves that. He, 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 enjoy, he loves, enjoys, probably too strong a word. He, he, he will happily do that as long as it then moves on and then he's, he doesn't like it, you know, when people sit down next to him and go, hey, Lemmy, let's have a... He was talking about being at a, a family birthday party and someone sat down next to him and chatted and he said, I just, it just made me so uncomfortable. And he said... And, and, and what a lot of Limmy's fans don't get, and I thought maybe some fans of this show don't get, is that he's not like that in real life. Of course he's not like that in, in real life. It'll be exhausting to be going around calling everyone a C and <laughs> doing all that. It'd be exhausting. Yeah. And it's the same with this. This is an act, right? This is an act that is based on a real person called Ian Lee. That it looks like me and sounds like me and has, you know, the, the life experiences generally... There's a little bit of room for theatrical performance and things, but generally the life experiences are the same as this as the guy talking to you now. But the the performance is very over the top. It's it's kind of ramped up massively, um, and it's louder and it's quite often a bit more obnoxious. You know, if you meet me in real life after a show, maybe slightly different. But if you meet me out in Tesco or something. I'm quite quiet, I'm very shy, I find it hard to make eye contact. Uh, we'll happily talk and have a selfie with you, but we'll, we'll be grateful when it's over. I will enjoy the, the moment, and I will be grateful when it's over. And I'm, you know, I sit at home very quietly, reading books about the Beatles, and um, watching Four in a Bed. That's it, that's me, that's me. And, um, and you know that, Catherine, because yeah. you, you, we're, we're best mates, and so you know, and you know that sometimes outside I can go into this mode if I'm being silly or showing off or trying to embarrass the kids. Yeah. I can sort of go into this over-the-top, you know, performance again, but it's a performance. But just to spell out for um, 
anyone who is cynical about this stuff, when you're talking about 12-step, that's absolute sincerity. Oh, it's, all tr- it's all true and it's sincere. And when, you know, you'll notice that when someone phones up who's in trouble, I'll go down, yeah. I kind of get closer to the real me than this. You know, that, the, the conversation with Gavin, if, if we were on a bus, I wouldn't speak to him like that. But, but, but the conversation that we'd have on a bus would be very dull. It would not be worthy of broadcast. And it would probably me being polite, going, uh-huh, okay. Oh, man, that sounds awful. Ah, oh, oh, that's terrible. It would be me taking a back seat, yeah. being very passive, but and allowing him to, to, to tell an irrelevant story. Yeah, exactly. But the difference is, when you're having a conversation on the radio, you've got to bear in mind that the person listening deserves <laughs> to hear you challenge some of these views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and it, it's, a, it's a performance... Although some radio presenters don't do that. <laughs> it's a performance, it's theatre, grounded in reality, but I'm not like this in real life. I'm not. In fact, even after shows, there's, it's after, when people talk to us after a show, I still feel that I'm performing a bit. I'm quieter. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the part of a huckster, because I will go, right, who wants a photo? Do that. We'd never say that in real life, but it's just fine. It speeds it would things be a up bit a weird, bit. wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I find it speeds things um, up a bit. Right, who wants a photo? It just speeds up life a little bit. I can't yeah. remember why I was saying this. Oh, because some people uh, don't know about boundaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, get hurt. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think that is the, the, the... And the same on Twitch, actually. The, the, the Twitch streams, really going to start doing more of them. Um... Paul, Paul, I get what you're saying totally. Don't get into a row with Zay Zay. Don't get into a row with Zay Zay on our part because I like Zay Zay. Zay Zay. Um, uh, on the Twitch streams, I always think to me, it's obvious it's a performance, but I think because it's done in my home and people see my house and people, you, you'll often see me asking for technical advice because I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Right. There was a, a guy, I was trying to get some text on the screen. And one bit of text you could see and the other bit of text you couldn't see. And I was going, all right, you, you can't see that second bit of text. Well, but I know it's there. I just want to leave it there. That's fine. I'll, I'll change it in a bit, but I know it's there. And then a guy went, uh, yeah, but we can't see that bit of text. And I then went into a full-on pantomime. Oh, F this! I just said, oh, would you Right, real over the top. Yeah. I was really offended. Really upset. God, I've just given you, I've just made one suggestion you're having a go at me. Oh, God, that's... Right, well, I won't be coming here again. I'm thinking, that's the performance. That's the performance. I know it's my house. I know it's perhaps even more intimate in the radio. More intimate. It's different to the radio because you can see me, and I'm inviting you into my house to a certain extent. But whenever there is a red light in front of me or a microphone or a camera, it, ch- it changes me. It changes me. When I go on Twitch, I'm not really being me, with some possible exceptions. I'm working out the boundaries there. It's a performance. To me, it's a TV show. I'm doing a TV show. I'm doing a live, what I believe they call in I R L life. What? It's called in I R L life. I R L. In no. Doesn't yes. you need the in? Yes, you do. It's called uh, in. Doesn't that I stand for in? It's called in I R L life show. Okay. And Hang on, doesn't the L stand for life? In IRL life. Why wouldn't show. they say in IRL life? I'm trying to, please, mate. So in, when I'm doing an in IRL life show, mm. it, um, 
it's a performance. So I'm, uh, what I'm trying to say is, when I'm on the radio, when I'm on Twitch, it's performance, right? And most of you get it. Most of you are so clued up. And most of you get it. But there are some people for whom nuance and subtlety is not their thing. And so I will rollock them. And, well, I'm not, watch- I'm not watching this again. Why are you doing that to me for? I thought we were friends. Right, do you know what, though? Maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's for the Cause best. Because they're going to be upset sooner or later if that's their maybe, perception. Maybe it's for the best. Um, we'll have a break. Oh, treats. Now. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. What's this story? Here's the problem I've noticed with, with, with some news web pages. If I open them up the day before... Yeah. They close the next day because it's closed the next day. So I haven't got it. So what's this about the horny old woman oh God. on this morning? Oh, yeah. That and, was we, yesterday, wasn't it? But yeah. What was... There was a very horny, oh, older out. woman. Uh, Egyptian boyfriend, wasn't it? Well, uh, called Muhammad. Was it? Oh, no. It sounds, like, it sounds like one of Susan's made-up <laughs> stories. Right. And he lives go. in a pyramid... Here we go. I'm going to the Daily Record. I'm that kind of woman. Oh, except, except to read this full article, please answer a quick question. No, I won't. What I'll do is I'll go back and then forward again. Ah, I'm still doing it, so I'm going to go somewhere else. Sorry, everyone. I get it from a newspaper if you want. I've got it in a newspaper. No, here we go. Um, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, here we go. Pensioner Irish Jones. Oh, look, there's a picture of her in a, in a um, swimsuit. Pensioner Iris Jones stunned Holly and Phil on this morning today as she revealed intimate details between her and her Egyptian boyfriend. Iris, 80, found love with Egyptian Mohammed Ahmed Ibrahim over Facebook. Hey, hang on a minute. Isn't the fella that, that the fella that Deirdre Rashid got married to? No, that was Shamir. Okay. And unfortunately, he passed away. In real life? No, in the thing. Oh, okay. She went to prison for it. She went to prison for love. Yeah. That was love, actually. That was love. Yeah. That was love. Deirdre Rashid. Did, fi- she, did she go to prison for him? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. For, yeah. Was it? Deirdre Rashid went to prison. Yeah, but not for, for Shamir. I think for bringing him over for um, a love sex, for um, passport purposes. No, yep. yeah, no. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, this is different. It was mentioned in the Houses of Parliament. When? Deirdre Rashid. Tony Blair, didn't Tony Blair do a free... Free Deirdre free Rashid. Free Deirdre Rashid, didn't he? <laughs> I'm sure Tony Blair did free Deirdre Rashid. Looking at, looking at Sam, he won't have a clue. I don't think he should be offering women for free. Pensioner Iris Jones stunned Holly okay, and... Okay, get it? I like that, I like that. Yeah, I do like Holly that, and Phil, on this morning today, she revealed intimate details between her and Egyptian boyfriend. How intimate could it be, you wonder? You know, it's we've filth. all got grandmas, they, they tend to be quite prudish. <laughs> Iris, 80, found love with Egyptian Mohammed Ahmed Ibrahim over well, Facebook. You, str- you, str- you struggled over his name, but not over her name. Mohammed Ahmed Ibrahim. Racist. Over Facebook, after the pair found Racist. they had lots of things in common. Mohammed, 35. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just making all the jokes that shortly before Christmas I was told I'm not allowed to make on air. Can you just make them in your mind. What? I dumped you. The jokes. I, du- we- I dumped you. I dumped you. We're not allowed to do that stuff I wasn't anymore. We're doing a thing. You- we're not allowed to do. We got told. Don't we vocalise what you are thinking. Thank you. I well, don't you because I dumped you. 
Cat, How dare you dump me? You, Catherine, you dumped. <laughs> <laughs> Mohammed, 35, proposed after 15 days. And Iris eventually went over to meet him in Cairo after the pair spoke regularly over video call. And that's fine. Video call. What is this video call? What is this? It sounds marvellous technology. Iris. What is this? What is video call, you dog? Iris, I want to make love to you on video call. It is a beautiful way to show I love you. First of all, you make a video call. Secondly, I take off my pants. Thirdly, you... Oh, no, keep yours on! Keep yours on! Please! Oh, God! Listen. No! Please, God, No! Some men, young men, are not averse to an older woman. And when I say older, I mean 80. And now you can take that suit off. That's your skin? Oh, my God! Iris described the moment she met Mohammed in real life at the airport. It was nothing like... Why are you wrapped in duvet? <laughs> oh, my God! That's your skin! Stop it. I've never heard an Egyptian speak. I have no idea what they sound like. If you're but Egyptian, bet, give us a ring. And, um, I bet I'm right. I bet I'm right. Iris described the moment she met Mohammed in real life at the airport. No. Iris described the moment she met Mohammed in IRL life at the airport. Thank you. You're learning. We're, getting, said, we're learning. It's going to get us new listeners, new younger listeners. As she said, it was fantastic. I didn't realise it was so tall. It was an Adonis and he grabbed me in a bear hug. Hang on. So they, where did they meet? Cairo. So have they been talking before they met? Yeah, on Facebook. On the on and on the internet messaging service. It's not one of those website uh, Facebook groups where a man donates sperm in a hotel, is it? In a travel lodge. She's eighty. Okay, so it could be. But <laughs> the first night we was together, it was pretty rough. No one had been near me for thirty-five years. I felt like a virgin again. I had to dust myself off. Worse. And out. Worse. Oh. We used a whole tube of KY jelly, and the next day I felt like I'd been riding horse. Saddles oh, are in the works. She said all this on this morning. Yes. Are we allowed? Can we? We might as well play the clip. Play it. If you're saying it, and you're hesitating about us playing, the, we're saying the words. I'm not hesitating. Whack it on. <laughs> well, I think that's I what mean, she did. <laughs> it's been all over Twitter. All right, let's find it. Hang on. People saying it's the, you know, TV awards next year. It should be Irish. This morning. Oh, did F Phil and Holly do that awful thing where they pretend, pretend they're hungover? Oh, so oh drunk. God. Old woman. I've just put in this morning, old woman. Oh, my God. Uh, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> this is the darling of the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Aquarius. This is you covering up for the fact there's an advert. Harmony and understanding. A sympathy on top of bounding. At 80 years old, Iris Jones believed she'd never find love again. But after a chance encounter on social media, she finally met the man of her dreams, 35-year-old Mohammed from Cairo in Egypt. And despite insisting that their relationship is the real deal, Iris's friends and family have expressed concerns about the couple's long-distance love, particularly their 45-year age gap. But in an attempt to finally set the record straight, we are joined by Iris now. And Iris, thank you for joining us today. It's lovely to meet me. you. So, just a little bit about... Your impression was spot on. Tired cleaner, you live in Western Supermare, you've got two sons by your ex-husband who sadly passed away in 2016 and you said that your it was your son actually that bought you a computer and this computer's become a bit of a lifeline for you it's yes, the way you yes. communicate with people all over the world in all different yes. forums yeah. and chat rooms 
I said it brings the, the world to my Spot doorstep, on, which is lovely. Yeah. So when uh, you got a message and I expressed an interest about going to the pyramids, I've always been interested in Egyptology and it was... Okay. He, he proposed after 15 days Here we go. and I said, you are absolutely mad. I said, how can you have feelings for a woman you've never even met, someone who's 46 years your junior, senior, is it senior? senior. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're out of your mind. Right, okay, so but you do, you yourself had yes. those concerns to begin with. Your <laughs> initial God, instinct yes, was, yes, this, yes. Can't, this can't be quite right. Yes. So you started to video call with one yes, another. Yes, yes. And video call. needless to say, I guess once you open that door, you started to get real feelings that's away. right scams you know and he knew i was genuine well the thing is that with all of these things you know people do tend to send money and all that business so this is i mean this sounds very romantic and yeah. you had a wonderful time and together mm. well hold on a minute well i know i was about to uh, get to that there no, you carry on <laughs> fire wherever you want at me well no, he I, does. no I mean we're we're obviously fascinated as i'm sure is everybody else yeah. um that night the first night oh the first night Pretty rough. God. <clears throat> okay, guys, we're going in. I think is what he said. No, we we we're going in. Okay, this, if you're of a, 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 a nature that finds this offensive, an unromantic disposition, <clears throat> we're going in. <laughs> it was rough. I'd been nobody had been near, near me for thirty-five years. I thought I was a virgin again. <clears throat> she so, just held back from saying she thought she'd healed over. Let's just remind ourselves, yep. 35 years. I think the age of her new beau is 35. Okay, okay. And, oh, really? Anyway, but um, can I say what we used? A whole tube of KY jelly? Oh! <laughs> Those tubes are big. Those tubes are big. They can last me a week. One night. A week? One night. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> well, she is 80. Does she have one of those things that Harvey Weinstein uses? What do they call it? A walker? Do they call it a walker? <laughs> a Zimmer frame. This is why old people have stanners. <laughs> yeah, I felt as if I'd been riding a horse. You couldn't ride this. You could not write this 80 years old with a 35 year old egyptian toy boy the thing the, the length some people will go to to get money there's no mention of his money is there <laughs> saddle saw wasn't in it oh my god this is even better than i thought it was going to be the next hour we're just going to play this line by line on a loop Anyway, oh, we, got, we got over that. We got over that. The sex is not the important thing. Right. Because okay. I can't sleep with him. You get an elbow in the face, a knee in the back. Oh, he's and a fidgeter. Just, oh, he's terrible. Right. And, uh, and I used to sleep on the settee. Whoa, 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 so, whoa, whoa, whoa. She used to sleep on the settee. Or he. I, I think he did. I was going to say. I didn't know he did. <laughs> oh, okay. Separate beds when we get married. So the passion is alive. Separate beds already. Whose idea? I want to sleep in different room to you. I bring many women with me. Please, they are just my sisters. <laughs> oh, definitely. God, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, you met uh, you met his mum. Yes. What was that yes. like? Did she approve of you? Wonderful. You know she was a really nice girl. 
She's going to move in with us. Nervous to meet her? Well, what happened? His parents are strict Muslim. Ah, this is taking a turn. They're not very keen on our lifestyle in the West. Mm -hmm. And Mohammed was going to lie to them and tell them he was going to work in Kuwait mm -hmm. when an actual fatty wanted to come to Britain with me. And I said, you can't lie to your mum, Mohammed. He said, it's not right and you'll break her heart. So he told her, he said, mum, he said, I've met a nice lady from England. Did he though? Did he though? I've fallen madly in love with her. I can't live without her. And whatever you and dad say, I'm going to be with her. And what did his mum? And uh, let's meet her. Right. And ah. what did they, when they found out that you were 80, what did they say? She didn't have a mentioned age. Not to your face. <laughs> or maybe you, she did and you couldn't hear it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. She's seen how happy I've made her son. And she's wished us all the best. Well, I mean, you know, you, this, again, this is progressing quite quickly because by the end of this trip, you've decided you do both want to get married. Yes. Up your career, just in yeah. friends, genuine. Mm -hmm. And he knew I was genuine. Well, the thing is, that's over there. Yeah. So you went. I mean, no, but did you know, what did you like? But this is, I mean, this sounds very romantic and yeah. you had a wonderful Unreal. time and together. True. Mm. Well, hold on a minute. Well, I know, I was about to. There the, no, you carry on. <laughs> Fire wherever you want at me. Well, no, I'm, no. I mean, we're we're obviously fascinated, as I'm sure is everybody else. Yeah. Um, that night, the first night. Oh, the first night. Pretty rough. <laughs> it was rough. I'd been nobody had been near, near me for thirty-five years. I thought I was a virgin again. Oh, really? Anyway, but um, can I say what we used? A whole tube of KY jelly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that. You can say that. And, and the thing is, I couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> I felt as if I'd been riding a horse. <laughs> Saddle sore wasn't in it. Right. Anyway, oh, we, got, we got over that. We got... Here we go. It's all very gigglesome, <clears throat> but if you swap it round... Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? If, it was, an, if it was an 80-year-old man and a 35-year-old, you know, imported Romance. bride... Well, it wasn't imported. She was the imported one. Mm. She was exported. We can still do that. After 11 o'clock on Friday, we can't. Let's go to Mark. <laughs> Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Lee. How are you? I'm fine. If you're on speakerphone, I will come to wherever you are and I will kill you. Okay. Can you give me a second? I don't want you to come and kill me. Okay, that's fair enough. It's, 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 it's fair enough. He said what he doesn't want. Allow me one second to take you off speakerphone. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? It certainly is, yes. yeah, especially when you're dealing with these new fandangled iPhones. Oh, oh the new fandangled <laughs> iPhones, you say? Okay, you're off speakerphone, Mr. Lee. Thank you, sir. What can we do for you? Um, I just wanted to speak to you about your, your recent article in Retro Gamer Magazine. Oh, yes, my friend. Here we go. Let's, let's get my, a geek on. Yeah, I write for Retro Gamer Magazine. It's a wonderful, one of my highlights of my week. I've already got the next one in my head. I just need to sit down and type it. Um, what would you like to say, Mark? Um, basically, you were, you were speaking, as you know, about um, digital versus physical copies. of. I games. like buying games on disc. My kids think it's stupid. I like buying games on disc. I like buying games on um, cartridge and cassette way back in the day. Yeah. But recently, I'm, I'm becoming more and more inclined to buy them digitally. No, Mark, why are you doing this to us? Come on. Come on. Why? It, it's, it's a lot easier and uh, from time to time a lot cheaper. It's, well, if it's cheaper, okay. And I must admit, I've started doing it a little bit now. I'm using my Switch more. But it's a con. The video game companies 
want you to buy digital because that means you can't then, when you've completed a game or you don't like a game, you can't then go into computer exchange and, and sell it. You can't put it on eBay. You can't give it to a mate. You can't. Uh, you can't do that. You, they, you can't lend them. You can't sell them on your. No, credit. exactly. They own your ass, Mark. I don't want anybody to own my ass. You are killing. Right, we love, right, you're, you're an old man like me. I get it, right? And we like collecting and playing old video games, which is great. 20 years down the line, people won't be able to play the video games from now because they won't exist in physical format. They shut down these servers, they won't, I won't be able to own them anymore. Exactly. There'll, be, there'll come a point when you'll go to boot up your game on your computer drive and it won't work anymore because the scumbags at those video game companies have ripped you off. That's the day, but... The upside, and I'm not trying to promote this, but the upside is that it's a hell of a lot easier to buy them digitally, old games especially, than it is to go on eBay and Okay. Pay. Mark, you've converted me. I'm going to buy digital from now on. Thanks very much. Absolutely not trying to convert anybody. <laughs> Mark, I've got to go. I'm late for the news. Thank you for reading the column in Retro Game. It's genuinely one of the smallest audiences that I work for. One of my favourite, favourite things. And I'm so glad that you read that and that you phoned in the show as a direct result. So thank you. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You are sleeping. You do not want to believe. We can't forget the man with a thousand songs. We can't forget the man who made us smile. And in the light of day, you can hear his voice and say, looking back to the youth of yesterday, look inside the man with a heart of gold. Think like a child, that's what I'm told. The greatest entertainer in the world, I say, looking back to the youth of yesterday. Michael, oh Michael, there will never be no one like you. Michael, we won't forget you, cause the world is thinking of you too. Respect is what you've got now, you're gone. But now I know that life goes on and on. There'll always be a day we can say, your songs will say, looking back to the youth of yesterday. Michael, oh Michael, Michael, oh Michael, there will never be no one like you. Run, run away, run for your life. Oh, three, four, four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call quiet on the phones um, today. Come see, come see. Come see, come see. Is the show any good? Yeah. So, since having, I still don't feel 100%. But physically, I've got a headache. Um, Angel says, great show tonight, guys. Been in stitches with the old girl and toy boy. What the Are hell? Are you talking about us? Because he's older than me. She's got an old girl and a toy boy at home. Oh. She's been in stitches with the old... So the, at home, it's, it's Angel and her oh, old God. girl, her gay wife. Or mum. And her toy boy. Well, that sounds like a messed up situation. Um, or, or a modern one. A lot of this show, a lot of my style is based on confidence and... Swagger. It's based on swagger, BDE, but it's also based on 
being able to be, be, be completely free and being, it's confidence, it's based on confidence, it's based on, on being able to not care or worry about what the next 30 seconds are going to bring, it's just what that now, what's going to come out of my mouth now, doesn't matter where it's going to lead me in a minute's time, where we're going to be in five minutes time, it's what I say now is the thing, and having the, it took me years to learn it, when I used to do stand up, I'd go in with these jokes, and I eventually realised that it was funny if I didn't do the jokes, my jokes weren't very good, and if I had the confidence to just go there and trust in whatever, the, the, the spirit, then I would come out with stuff that was generally funnier. And I never really, when I was doing stand-up, had the confidence to just commit to doing that full-time. And also it's a little bit lazy, really. Um, but, but I've managed to, 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 within the confines of this radio studio, within the confines of, of British broadcasting, I have been able to, 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 to develop this, this, this technique and, 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 and just... Just go for it. And since... Before Christmas, when they had a little run-in with the bosses, and it's all sorted, it's all sorted, it's all cool. It's all cool, I know what's going on now, I'm, cool. I'm hip to the scene, daddy-o. It's all cool. And obviously there's the uncertainty of what's going on. I think we're safe. I think we're safe. I don't know that we're safe, but I think we're safe. But more importantly than that, actually, those are kind of slightly minor things in the great scheme of things. The whole, my mental health is not great at the moment, and um, for a variety of reasons. And I've lost my confidence doing doing this. I've lost the confidence to sit here and not say anything for 60 seconds. I've lost the confidence to, you know, just dial a phone number at random and speak to someone. And put, I, I've just lost that... I've just lost that little thing. Just lost that little thing. Whatever that little thing is. I said, well, tonight's show, I'm sure tonight's show is, 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 I'm sure people are enjoying it. It's funny, isn't it, though? The, the, the biggest laugh we will have got will have been playing audio from another show. And I think that we added our own... I think it's more about your reaction to it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just feel this... I don't want to get too navel-gazing, but you know we get a little bit navel-gazing on this show. Please don't send me ghost hugs. I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Please don't. And I'm not, I'm not doing this so you're on Twitter go, hey, it's a great show, Ian. It's, great. It's, it's cool, but, you know, but you don't need to. But um, I, just, I just don't know about someone set up an account called Board Buchan. Hello, cobblers. Can I crash in your floor? Cobblers? <laughs> cobblers is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Board Buchan. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get too, you know, uh, I, I don't. Um, Do you know what you're forgetting? Yes. This is just you and me hanging out. Oh. You don't have to do a thing. She reminded of that song. Um, you and me, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals, but let's do it like they do on the God, Discovery Channel. Back to Iris. That's a funny song. Who is that? Dog Eat Dog, Man Fly. No. Um, Bridge Too Far, it's good, Cool Cutting Crew, The Associates, <laughs> Wednesday Club. Out. Out, out and out, buggers. You know, <laughs> Sam, don't tell me! Don't tell me how we get it right. Outcast? Uh, no. No, no, Outcast. I hate something ya. else like that. It's um, the wherewithal. By the way, guys, I hope you're keeping a list of these names. These are all great <laughs> band names. Um, not tonight, Florence. The Hoo Ha Crew. Um, uh, Wake the World. Uh, touch Cloth. Um, <laughs> the Big Bear Club. It's like the Big Bear Club, isn't it? It's the duh, duh, duh. Is it the duh, duh? Just give me the sound. Is it the duh, duh, duh? brothers. Boom, boom, boom. Duh, duh, duh. Is it the duh, duh, duh? Yes. The Dur Dur Dur. That's the name of the it's, band. It's, we got it. It's the Dur Dur Dur. It's out in it. It's out in it. The, the Proudly Boys. <laughs> <laughs> These are great names! Um, the, the Something Dur Gang. The 
the dirty gang. Dirty. The dirty. Oh, nearly swore then. The oh something gang. The gang. The dirty gang. It's the dirty gang. Um, oh no! Don't tell me. Who? Don't. Who hang? The who hang gang. The 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 wing wang gang. The um. Oh. Something hard gang. Got the. Oh. Is it something to do with like nature? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Like the jungle posse gang or something. No, it's an animal. Oh, kang kanga gang. You get that phone call, young man. Hand, be, hand, put on your your oven gloves though. Handle that call carefully. It's an animal gang. The Out Here Brothers. No, that's Boom Boom Boom. I was on, I was in the audience, the top of the pops when the Out Here Brothers were on Did there. Did they do Boom Boom Boom? But me say way or the Ma- the Aardvark Gang. I don't know, Sam. Please the get tell along us. Gang. Bloodhound Gang. Oh! Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> the Bloodhound Gang! Curses! Now, uh, someone I know well bought that on CD Single. CD Single. Can Better than Kiss Single. Who did that? Um, Justin Dealey. My dad. Yes. Did he? <laughs> Your dad likes a shagging song. <laughs> he likes a song. He likes a song for likes... making love. Well, Your it's poor not really mother. love, is it? It's only it's only three minutes long, though, so not so bad. <laughs> you and me, baby, baby we ain't nothing, nothing but mammals. So le- imagine your dad, your, Stop your, it. Dad, no, your dad in the bedroom no, with your mum no, doing no, this. No, no, no. You and me, no. baby, we ain't nothing but mammals. And then the towel drops. A towel drops, and he's got one of those elephant elephant thongs on. And he's you and me, baby, we ain't nothing. And the trunk goes up. Are we just do it like that? It's your mum and dad. Oh, Kath, I found a bit of your pen. Oh. oh, Pete, you are a one. Stop it. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete, are we going again? Stop it. But we did We did it recently. We did it in 1978. You and me, baby, we ain't nothing. Your dad, he doesn't sing it, but he mouths the words. Stop you it. Pervert. Leans over to her in the pub. Hey, lass. No, stop it. You and me, baby. We ain't nothing but mammals. So oh, let's do it like they do on Discovery Channel. Please stop. Um, let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Ian, how you doing, buddy? I'm very, very, very. What can we do for you tonight, Paul? <laughs> you are sounding good, man. You are sounding Thank good. Thank you, man. Um, I, I, do you know what? I sent you a thing a couple of weeks ago. Don't, don't get, a... don't, don't get involved in an argument with Zay with Zay. I know, I don't, know. Don't, well, no, oh, don't, no, don't, no, don't, don't. What are going to do? Don't. I can't back down, but at the same time, I'm scared. You should care. Here's what you do. You just say, I'm really sorry. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Because you're, because you're, because here's the thing, right? I like Zazie. I love French kisses. I genuinely, I love French kisses, right? Yeah, but, I, I like the song. Yeah, I know, I, like I know, it. but I worry that he thinks that we're all just sat here taking the pee. I know. So just, just don't, if I see, here's, here's my rule from now on, right? I'm, yeah. I'm saying this rule because I'm, I'm really enjoying blocking people. Don't make me do this, Paul. If I see anybody sending abuse to Zay Zay on behalf of this show, you're blocked. You're blocked. That's fair enough. You're blocked. You're dead to me. And and abuse. And I will be. I will be the judge of what abuse is. I will be the judge. Have you fixed that pen? Yeah. Can I have it back? 
Please don't break it again. I hope you've got dribble on your chin. Really concentration tongue. I will be the judge of what is abuse. And people might get in touch and go, whoa, you blocked me and I didn't say anything. And I will look and it will be something rude to, it will be something I consider to be, I am the judge of what I consider abuse. So everybody, no one sends abuse to Zay Zay or anybody. Or H. H or, or anybody on behalf of this show. If I see it, you're blocked. Simple as. You're blocked. Well, I've got a sort of second apology to make them, mate. I'm sorry. Go on. Not only have I wound up Zayze, but I seem to have sent, like completely by accident, the um, the wrong hashtag to the wrong person. I've been trying to contact Adam Sandler. Yes, I know. And you've been sending it to anyone whose who's na- first name begins with S and second first name begins with A and second name begins with S. Yeah. Oh, Paul. So close. Can, can no. you delete tweets? Yes, you can. That... Yes, you can. I'll, 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 I'll do that. That'll so, be fine. Yes, you can. You okay? Thank you. And you watch it. You're you're on a yellow thin ice. You're on thin. You're on yellow ice, which is the <laughs> worst kind you. of ice. Don't eat the yellow snow. Hey, Paul, go carefully. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Paul. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Catherine's turn to speak, or do you want to go to a break? It's break time. And go. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, um, there was someone saying that Alice Stewart didn't like a comedy show. Don't know why that's relevant. Catherine Boyle, what have you got? Doctors were stunned to discover a Texas man's persistent, vomit-inducing headaches. Can I just stop you for a second? Do you remember when TV series and movies were made? Millions of dollars were made around a group of people that would put toy cars up their bum... And then they'd go into hospitals and complain they had a stomachache and they'd get an x-ray and the doctor go, well, there's a, there's, a, there's a toy car in your gut. The jackass lads I'm talking about. Oh, no, I don't remember watching that. I remember I never watched they were, it. uh, pillocks. Right. Never watched it. They did that, did they? But that was, that was like the main thrust of their act is they would put toy cars up their bean holes and go into hospitals and have x-rays. And uh, we had... Bam Margera on Rise, on TV show I did. A more unpleasant gentleman you couldn't wish to meet. He realised very early on I was a geek. And suddenly I was back at school being bullied for being Uh a geek on my TV show. Yeah, I think that's probably why I didn't like that programme. They were like the lads at the back of the bus. I I never got jackass. I never got it. And I saw bits of it. Bits of it made me laugh. There were a few bits. When it first came out, there were a few bits that made me laugh. But then it became a thing. Then there was a Welsh one. Some Welsh lads did it. And we had them on rise as well. It became a thing of people sticking things up their bum hole so they could be... I mean, they, they did more. There was more to it than that. But not much more. And Jackass had, like, big series. Yeah. Movies. There were like three Jackass movies. Yeah, didn't one of them go into mainstream stuff? Johnny Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, went into make boring movies. Yeah, um, there were spin-offs. Bam Margera, I think, had his own series, which I think he was on to promote. 
Um, really unpleasant. That was yeah. the early 2000s for you guys. Sorry, carry on with your story. Doctors were stunned to discover that a Texas man's persistent vomit-inducing headaches mm. were caused by tapeworms that had lived in his brain for 10 years. Holy jack moly The patient had picked up his parasitic passenger from undercooked pork in Mexico. Mm, mm, mm. For months, the Austin man, identified only as Gerardo, had suffered from incessant headaches so excruciating that they made him vomit from the pain, he told KXAN. His condition got so bad that he even passed out on the field during a soccer match last year. He had a worm in his brain. Yeah. Brain worms. Yeah. I think they're called. More than one. Jeez. Not able to endure the pain any longer, Gerardo. Was it eating his brain? Because they eat the... They eat stuff. They, well, let's find out. I'm so sorry. I, take, I can take a hint. Okay. Gerardo... Please stop Checked that. into Del Seton Medical Center at the University of Texas, where MRI scans revealed a four-centimeter-long mass at the base of his brain. After ruling out a brain tumor, doctors deduced that it was a big tapeworm, according to neurosurgeon uh, Jordan Amadio. Isn't it? You put a pencil between your lips and cover it in bacon. Yeah, and then you roll it. So you do that. You put bacon on it, and it comes out, and it grabs the bacon, and you go, and you roll it. And you, this is true. It's not even a joke. And you get it, and you catch it, and you catch it, you catch and it. You just got to hold that the other end isn't attached to your bean hole. Yeah. Signif specifically, Gerardo suffered from neurocystisocosis, a rare and extraordinary parasitic infection caused by larval cysts of the pork tapeworm taking up residence in the brain. They're first contracted when the host ingests microscopic eggs passed in the stool of a person who ate undercooked pork. So this guy was eating human poo. Well, he deserves Someone everything Someone who's not washed their hands, yeah. Well, so he should have washed his hands before eating pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite only affecting around 4,000 people in the US annually, this can prove fatal. Worst of all, the worms are difficult to detect as they can grow inside the body without causing symptoms until they get big enough. Fortunately, doctors were able to surgically remove the neurological interloper and Gerardo is reportedly back at work. Most aren't as I wouldn't want to work with this guy ever again. He sounds like scum. Disgusting human being. So he goes around waiting for people to finish pork and then he eats their feces. That is a, that is a perversion. Well, I don't think that's quite what that I was saying. That is a perversion. Catherine, please, you've had your turn. Please let me speak. Uh, that is a perversion, the likes of which I want not... That guy would uh, probably get a job here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but no, on a serious note, that is disgusting. Note. Geraldo. Geraldo. Geraldo nope. is a pervert. Disgusting human being. Last March, an Indian teen died after his brain became riddled with tapeworm cysts due to eating undercooked pork, and a 43-year-old Chinese man suffered from seizures and loss of, loss of consciousness due to hundreds of larvae in his brain and his chest. Wash your hands! Don't eat people's poo. Very simple. Very, very simple. Very simple. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um... The world is a disgusting place. Mm -hmm. People are disgusting. Diseases are disgusting. People creatures. don't wash their hands and they touch you. I wash my hands now. Here's what I've noticed. I wash my hands after going to the lavatory when I'm feeling good about myself. When I'm feeling bad... Don't care. I don't bother. Don't bother. A little burp there. I heard it. It was heard a little it. bubble yeah, in your we chest. Heard it. it made a noise. It came out. could be a tapeworm. could be a tapeworm because you, you're a... Anyway... Um, no, that's disgusting. Yeah, mucky. Not a fan of... Mucky, uh, mucky. Not a fan of that.
filthy dirty, as they've been saying in the uh, news. Let's wait for some calls. Let's not go anywhere until we get some calls. Let's play some, um, let's play some oldie-timey music. Um, and we're going to... We're just going to wait for some calls. 0344 499 1000. you a fine ale. That's what it feels like. That's the kind of vibe that it yeah. feels like to me. Oh, keep our voices down. This the mistress might hear. Oh, I was reminded of a great song the other day. Yeah. Now, the version that popped... I've been having some very weird dreams where I'm Adam Sandler. Advances have been made in the Adam Sandler Get Me In an Adam Sandler movie. We did the tweets. Remind me tomorrow. We did the tweets. It's happening quicker than we thought. Um, but I woke up singing a song that I knew from Gary Glitter in the 80s. Right. And I found his version, and his version actually isn't very good. Right. But um, then I found the original version. Listen to I'm not going to play it all, but li listen to this. This is great. This is great. I'd like to tell you about a little guy I used to know who had a shoeshine parlor. Very nice fella. His trouble was he had a nagging wife. Oh, was she a nagger? She was so bad, she finally drove him clear out of the world of reality. He ended up living in the world of shoes. His friends were sneakers and loafers. 1964. He even brought a pair around one night to introduce us to, said they were a couple of Oxford friends. Rode... Scholars, he said. <laughs> he used to walk the streets singing this little song. Isn't it great? Let's see if I can remember it here. A shoe has a tongue, but the tongue doesn't wag. The tongue of a shoe doesn't nag. A shoe tongue friend will never give you the blues. Some of my best friends are shoes. Isn't it great? A shoe has eyes, but the eyes never cry. The eyes of a shoe never cry. A shoe-eyed friend will never give you the blues. Some of my best friends are shoes. Now some shoes are dark and some shoes are light. Some are quite full of holes. Half a left and Half a right, but they all have souls. The out of tune guitar. This is incredible. Never heard this until two days ago. Days, the mate of a shoe never strays. A shoe mate friend will never give it a blues. Some of my best friends are shoes. Now, his friends didn't appear to be very well healed, but he said they're comfortable. One night I asked him, I said, what walk of life are your Oxford friends here preparing for? He said, all walks. He might say they're majoring in pathology. Yeah, well, that covers a lot of ground, I said. <laughs> pathology. He said, yeah, and they're, you know, they're under a lot of pressure. 
I said, well, that's the trouble. You know, when you want, when you want to become well-polished, you, you have to toe the mark. He said, that's a rub. He said, but they get their kicks, too. It's nuts, said, isn't it? Uh, they're very fond of music, for instance. You know, uh... I can see why his wife gets frustrated. <laughs> I said, what do they think of Beethoven's first? He said, well, they identify more with Beethoven's last. More down to earth, he said. But they don't. They don't dig the modern stuff. They, they, they leave all the jazz to the uh, hip boots. The hip boots. Oh! You better be getting along. I don't want my friends to get worn out. And as he walked down the street, I could hear him sing. Some shoes are dark, and some shoes are light. Some are quite full of holes. Half a left. And Half a right, but they all have souls. A shoe has a mate for the end of its days. The mate of a shoe never strays. A shoe mate friend will never give you the blues. Some of my best friends are shoes. They're elevators. My friends are shoes. Shoes themselves seem to take it all in there. That chord at the end, it's so out of tune. I love it. They're elevators. strum at the end. My friends are shoes. Isn't that great? Shoes themselves seem to take it all in there. So that's a guy called Charles Embry. E-M-B-R-E-E. 1964. Don't know anything about him. Just know that. And bizarrely, Gary Glitter covered it in the 80s. Really? Yeah. 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 It's a video filmed in a public toilet. Yeah. Um, But isn't that great? Isn't that weird? That's that's around the same time as I Want to Hold Your Hand. And this guy just goes in and records it. I think he's done an album. And it's beautiful and it's weird and it's eccentric and silly and dumb. And clunky in bits, and then the, the then the voice when he starts singing stuff. Let's see, if we can find out a bit more about him in a little bit. Let's have, we'll have a little look around. Um, let me go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Mark, what can we do for you tonight? Well, I was just reflecting on the tapeworm in the brain. So, uh oh, um, here uh, we go. Uh, the thing is, people not washing their hands right after number one, number two. You can never tell. You can never tell who it's going to be. Because um, I was at a wedding a few years back, and a uh, really pretty girl went into the loo in front of me as a cute, you know, unisex loo. Came out afterwards, didn't wash her hands. Yeah. She could have a tapeworm in her brain, mate. She could have a tapeworm. She could have a tapeworm in her brain, Mark. She could have. She could put one in yours. Beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. Tapeworm in her brain. Did you marry her? I mean, I don't know where... The, it, 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 yes. Is this story going to go anywhere? All I'm saying, all I'm saying is you walk down the street, walk down the street, everyone you pass, you have no idea mm. who's got a tape web in their brain because mm. they haven't been washed their hands after their evolutions. Mark, thank you very much for putting the fear of God in all of us. I'm finding out more about um, Charles Embry as we're talking. It was a... Um, I think, I think, I think... I think... Um, it's being described here as a rare private pressing LP by this forgotten hipster. 
This copy is available for 25 quid, and I'm thinking, oh, oh, now, come on. That wouldn't be stuff, that would be a thing. I oh, would it, though? Uh, in the late 1940s, Embray took Riff Charles as a stage name and non de plume. Originally, it was used in conjunction with two 78s recorded by Scatman Carruthers. Mm. Aha. Uh -huh. Star of The Shining. Um, according to liner notes from the record, Rock and Roll with the Scatman, Carruthers, Carruthers, who was a friend of Embray, got his first big break by singing four songs written by Riff Charles. Embray was a modern renaissance man. Not only was a musician-songwriter, he was also an accomplished painter who studied under Thomas Hart Benton. Tony Hart wrote a short fiction for Esquire in the late 40s and early 50s. <sighs> I'm really, I'm really, I really want to get involved in this guy. Oh, the whole album's here, fine. We can just play it on um, YouTube. Hello, Damo! Mr. Lee. Damo, what you got for us? And Miss, Miss Boyle. Yep, okay. Those are, the, those are the names, well done. Yep, the formal greeting, congratulations. Your English is proceeding very well. We're all present. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Um... I just wanted to to say I brought me a new pair of shoes the other day. Oh yeah. I walked past the shop and it said sixty percent discount. So these didgeries, they were didgeridoos. Well not stupid, you don't have to explain it. Although that's yeah. not the correct that is not the correct rhyming slang, it's a, that's a made up slang that you've done there. But yes, continue. Mm -hmm. They were 90 quid, reduced to 40 quid. Okay, so it's more than half price. Less than yeah. half price, yes. Yeah, so... That's, uh, that happens, those are sales. They do that from time to time, which is incredible, really. That you, There's a price and then sometimes... It was a bargain. A bargain. Yeah. So did you buy them? I bought me... Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wicked, wicked pair of digits. Wicked. Okay, yeah. Damo. And, and then did you go off... To, when, when you to celebrate, did you go off to the offie and buy a load of Kestrel? No, it was more K. <laughs> Ketamine? No, 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 no. Yeah. Cider. Right. I, d I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I was going to say, you're talking about Scatman Brothers. Scatman. Go on. From The Shining. Yes. <laughs> He's one of my favourite actors. Yeah. What else has he been in? Well, he's got that. He's got that wonderful walk. He's he does walk. <laughs> he right has got a walk, actually. He has got a walk. Yes. He's got that wonderful sort of bowed leg walk. Yes. And I and I walk the same. Oh God! Oh God! He walks like Scatman Crothers from the movie <laughs> The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I brought these tr these shoes because um, Scatman Crothers. Yeah. It all links up, Damo, doesn't it? It all links up. It's you having a good night tonight? You having a little party? A little one-man party? I think so, yeah, yeah. What are you I'm, celebrating? I'm celebrating the fact that I've got me a, a new pair of shoes. And that was today, was it? No, yesterday. Oh, the party just keeps up. Fill the shoe with booze and sup from it oh, like a teat. they're blue. They're they're blue leather shoes. Oh, this guy's got class. With, with white, with white soles. No shoe has white soles. No, that if you can imagine it, they're they're like blue leather with white 
souls. Yeah. Starting to see why they were 60% off. Yeah. Everyone's getting the percentage wrong. It wasn't 60% off. And it wasn't 50%, it wasn't half price. It was £60 off. Oh. £50 were, off. £50 off. 90 quid reduced to 40 quid. F- that's £50 off. I don't know the percentage. I think that's about 60%. It, it's not. It's that not. Is 60%. Uh, no, it's not. Right, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It's not 60%. Hold on, let's do the maths. Let's, let's do the maths. Right, how do I work it out? So, 90, 90. divided by 100. Yeah. Divided by 100 times 40. Nine quid. Times 50. Times 50. You're both going to get your body spanked. That's 45%. 45 pounds, you mean? No, 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 45%. Mm. Well, tell me the sum to do again. 90. Uh, Shut up, 90 Damo. Divided by 100. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say times that by 40. Times that by 40, yeah, okay. That's 36. Equals... Equals 36, Damo. Okay. So it's probably oh. about... Sam, do you know how to work this out? So perhaps they ripped me off. I think you got ripped... I think you... I think... <laughs> I think they ripped you off, Damo. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. No, no, no. 90. No, 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 no. 90 it's, quid. It's 50. Divide... Because that's the money off. Divided by 100 times 90. 45 oh, no, again. but the advert said... Up to 60%. Oh, okay. Up to. Can someone do the percentage for us? Because I'm struggling here. 45%. <laughs> but it's more than half. So it's 55%. Mm. Thank you. Not 60. But, listen, I, I'm, I need right. to send you a picture of these shoes. Oh, no, God, no, Damo, please image. don't, mate. Honestly, honestly, please, no need. I appreciate the offer, but there's no need. They are double class. Yeah, good. I bet they are. Blue, blue with white soles, you say. Sound absolutely horrific, you weirdo. <laughs> I wish I hadn't waited for phone calls then. Well, you asked for it, mate. Um, so, Charles du- Embry, I'm I'm kind of getting obsessed. Let's see. I don't, uh, before yours was before mine. Was oh, I love it before hers, before his? I am, you are, love is because love is. I love this magic love. It's, um, is it's like a conversation with my mum, she never finishes the sentence. The wind. Of a star. It's nearly finished. I was, you were, we are. This may be the greatest record of all time. Get me Charles Embray's number. We're getting him on the show. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Give you some life hacks. Oh, good. I need one of them. Any word? I don't think we're in on Friday. I haven't heard anything. No, I've got no. no. I, 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 I don't think we'll we'll know until we get a phone call at five minutes past ten. Guys, where are you? <laughs> I think that's how it's going to work. Um, 
Just one minute of exercise a week can benefit people over the age of 65. Oh, just one minute? I'm wasting my time. And spending the same amount of time doing memory tricks can help to boost brain health. Here, Stuart Roberts, author of Get Strong, Get Fit, Get Happy, a life manual for 40 plus, reveals the best one minute hacks to a healthy life. Let's dive in. Phones are open, 0344. Four nine nine one thousand. Um, uh, we all like to park right next to where we need to be, but Stuart says, "Park one hundred yards away from where you go shopping." I hate this guy already. Uh, <laughs> well, the name of his book is very bossy. Then, when you walk back, it gives you a little bit of exercise, and you'll be carrying a little bit of weight too. Shopping, I'm guessing, means he's not being rude. Um. Take the stairs. Try to avoid the temptation of the lift. Stuart says it can take a minute to walk up two flights of stairs. It doesn't, doesn't have to be fast as long as you're making the effort. And then hold your breath. <laughs> Feel it, the rush. It gives you a massive rush, man, <laughs> like taking a pill. Um, brush up on your languages. There we go. This is for you, Kathy Bumlek. Yeah. Use a minute to learn a word in another language, using a minute to learn a word in another language could really help with cognitive ability. It's all about challenging yourself, says Stuart. Let's do that now. Oh, S Sam, microphone on. Hello. Give us that list. Right. <coughs> Cloud. Bicycle. Have you got the list of checks? Yeah, you check be, checks. You right. might be being impressed for now. Hang on. Memory list. How would I find it? You can't even remember that. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Doesn't matter, because I can tell you what the answer is. I think I know it. Okay, go on. So it's cloud, bicycle, elephant, watermelon. He's right. Have you found it? No. Cat, egg, rabbit, mud, bird, whistle, jungle, turkey... Computer, sword, pizza. Yes, he's right. Do you know what? I've got a feeling one, it feels like one was, it felt a bit light at the front. But I think you're right, man. I mean, I knew it was coming to pizza. I knew it was a computer and a pizza. Remember that. This guy's great. If you've never listened before, you haven't got a clue what we're talking about. I'm not going to bother explaining to you. Well done, young man. Right. Have you found it? Yeah. Right. Well, Hang on, let me just... don't make him do it. Don't make him do it again. Why not? Could you do it again? Yeah. Sure. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Memory tricks to help you win at business. Visualize. She's not just Control F. Cloud. Go. Cloud. Bicycle. Elephant. Watermelon. This is amazing. Cat. Egg. Rabbit. Mud. Bird. Whistle. Jungle. Turkey. Computer. Sword. Pizza. Yeah. Kaboom! Standing O, standing O, standing O, mate. Standing O. I've got Kath, let's go and shake this guy's hand. That is, a, that is, mate, brother, that was incredible. Well, well done. done. Standing O, standing O. He did it! That's he incredible. did it! That's incredible. That's not bad, is it? The future's looking bright. We've got kids like, we've got kids like that! Future's looking bright. That's amazing, man. I'm, I'm very, very impressed. If you're coming tomorrow and give me another list. <laughs> um, when did we do that? That was that was ages. That was months ago. That was months. 
It's November or December. It I think. was before the last rabbit hole, wasn't it? Or the or the one before that? It was October the seventeenth. Um, you've just I've been sent a tweet from October the seventeenth of you saying I just want to test my memory, um, and you list it, and you've thank you, Matty, for finding that. That's October, November, December. It's three months. That's amazing. Genuinely blown away by that. And they're good. It's very impressive. All right, all right, all right. I'll speak in another three months. The memory man. All right, mate. No one likes to show off, buddy. Just throwing it down a little bit. We get the <laughs> idea. You can remember stuff. Great. Now try get try getting a proper job. Kids these days, they're so arrogant. Just full of themselves, full of self-importance, and want to show off about stuff. He can right. remember a few things. He remembered a list of random stuff that will serve no purpose in his life. He won't stop banging on about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely blown away by yeah, that. Yeah, it's really good. Genuinely. And also, terrifying. Because this kid's <laughs> memoirs are going to be bang on. I could only just remember that we'd done that at some point. But <laughs> that. that was incredible. Um, turn on the tap. This is a life hack. Oh, we're still there, are we? Getting up to pour yourself a glass of water keeps you moving and hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's written a book. And one of the tips is, if you're thirsty, get some water. Here's another tip. If you want to make some easy money out of idiots, write a book of obvious lists. Stuart, Stuart says, we need to drink one to two litres a day. Older people tend to dehydrate without realising it leaks out of them. It can lead to infections. Let's go to Dale. Hey, Dale. <laughs> Dale? Hello there. Hello, Dale. What you got for us? Um... I've, I've, I've got a confession to make to you. If it's a murder, I don't think we're... I'm, I'm probably win us another award. Um, but, in fact, yeah, it probably will do. So cut this bit off and it starts here. Uh, Dale's called in and he's got a confession to make. Dale, what's the confession you'd like to make? Well, it's a, it's a long time ago. But uh, I rang in to ask you if I could um, play my CD. Uh-huh. And uh, you said... At first you said no... And then you said, yes, uh, you mm. play every song. Uh, but I bottled it, unfortunately. <laughs> what? Hang well, on. What? So what? What do you mean? So we, what, you bottled what? You were going to send it in? I was going Yeah, I was going to send it to you and uh, or play it somehow. But um, um, anyway, I've got uh, a couple of snippets from it, if you don't mind me playing it. Ah, no, the moment's gone, I'm afraid, mate. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Oh, go on then, play us a little sniff. I'm teasing. Come on. <laughs> I don't know what the sound's going to be like, Ian, because I've had a couple yep. of whiskeys. That's why I called in. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the, a couple of whiskeys down. This is the perfect time to be playing some, some of your songs from your CD, Dale. This is, this is track number two, The Start. Yep. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Outside the school. That's that. What did you say? What's the first? Play the first bit again. Oh, hang on. I'm I'm sort of rubbish with the computer after. I've been waiting. Why are you waiting out? How old are you, Dale? 
Outside of school. Sorry? Ha- Why are you waiting outside of school? Is it pick-up time? Got no idea. I- I'd add some whiskers when I wrote it as well. Okay, fine. All right, okay. And this is the, the last track. I, enjoy- I enjoyed that. Apart from the very, very dark overtones and the inappropriateness, I enjoyed the sound. It reminded me of, I'm going to say it, Shawaddy Waddy. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Outside the school. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Makes me wonder why I bloody recorded it now. Yeah. Well, so that we could sing it. Go on, let's have the next one. I like that. It was good. Next. This is um rather... This is called I Was Waiting Outside the Playground. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not a good sound, Ian, so... kind of music never give up never give up never give in I like this I like this Sweet, sweet love Outside of school I enjoyed that, Dale Yeah, sorry about the sound It's It terrible. sounds a bit like Jerry and the Pacemakers Oh yeah Yeah, there's a, little, there's a little Mersey beat sound They're not Beatles, but a little Mersey beat vibe There's a little bit of um, the, the kind of 50s The Dion's and the Del Shannon's there is a Beatles-type song I wrote on there. Let's hear it. Quick, quick surf it. Let's, let's have it. Let's have the Beatles-type song by Dale. <laughs> Sounds like it's recorded in the cavern. You know, it's always hurting, but it's always hurting me, and I can't take much for you. Hey, Dale, Dale, come here. Come here. Dale, come here. Yeah. Turn yeah. that off. I'll talk to you. Yeah. yeah. That's all right, man. Don't play. Don't don't put yourself down. That's all right. Oh no, I've got a habit of putting myself. I know. Well, well, us us uh, uh, performers often do, but I'm telling you now, genuinely, we're having a little laugh here, right? But genuinely, from what we could hear, I thought that sounded all right. I thought it sounded good. Oh, thank you. You got a good much. voice. Well, you, thank got, you. you got the harmonies were good. It's difficult to hear because it's not a great phone line and all of that. The production sounded good. Don't put yourself down, man. That was great. Thank you, Ian. What do you reckon, Kath? Not no, necessarily your really cup good. of tea, but... No, no, no. I thought it was really good. Oh, oh, my God. We're being genuine as well. Don't, don't put yourself down, man. You made something. Oh, all right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. I like it. Good luck. Thank, thank you. Thank you, man. I like that. I like that. 
know, the, went outside the school, but there are a lot of these old kind of rock songs for a, a, that kind of vibe. Don't read anything um, into it. Um, I enjoyed that. I thought that was good. I've been waiting outside the school. It's like an old 50s. Yeah. It's like Shwaddy Waddy. No, I enjoyed that. It was good. Funny, putting himself down there. That's what we do. Well, it is nerve-wracking. You work on something, and then as soon as you play it to someone else, it suddenly starts to lose its appeal to you, doesn't it? Wash your mouth out. Why? It's one of these life hacks. Hacks. The Indian art of oil pulling helps cardiovascular... Ah. I heard about that um, a while ago, and they said, don't do it. Let's check it out. Stuart, who's written a book, Stuart Roberts says do it. He's got a book out. Doctor... No, just Stuart Roberts. Okay. He's a health expert. Based on? The Indian art of oil pulling helps cardiovascular and oral health. Oil pulling could cause lipoid pneumonia. Can I please read it? Which can develop if the oil gets in your lungs. Oh, God, listen to the snowflakes. Oh, God. Oh, it's, oh, it's, I'm sorry, it's just not PC enough. We're going to have, the health and safety says we're going to have to ban this. No, no. I like what Stuart says. I will not kowtow and bow down to the health and safety Nazis. Medical science. The Indian art of oil pulling helps cardiovascular and oral health. Put a teaspoon of coconut oil in your mouth and slush it around. It pulls out lots of bacteria and toxin. Rinse your mouth with salt water and brush your teeth. It helps with oral hygiene, gum and cardiovascular disease. What's wrong with that? It could give you pneumonia if it gets in your lungs. If what gets in my lungs? The oil. What oil? Coconut oil, he said. What coconut oil? I didn't mention coconut yes, oil. Did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I don't look at him. He Start can't remember what day it is. Start it again. No, I, 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 will, I will not. I you will, will not. Will, will not. I will not. <laughs> I know what I said. I did not mention coconut oil. He said oil pulling. I read it again. Go on. The ancient art, the Indian art of oil pulling helps cardiovascular and oral health. Put a teaspoon of coconut oil in your mouth and slush it around. Mm -hmm. It pulls out lots of bacteria and toxins. Rinse your mouth with salt water and brush your teeth. It helps with oral hygiene, gum and cardiovascular disease. What is wrong with that? Hello? 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 Will you do that one more time, I dare you? Just one. Just one. Stop, 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 that's that is um, assault and battery, assault and battery. Can't do that, can't do that. You can't do it. Don't goad me. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with what I've just said? I think, as responsible broadcasters, we have to also say that it can be uh, dangerous if it gets what? in your if, lungs. If what gets in your lungs? The oil. What oil? Coconut oil. I didn't mention coconut oil. Coconut oil. Listen with your ears. Thin eyes. You're on very thin eyes. Listen with your ears. Do it again. I dare you. Hello. Let me take this. I think you should. Yeah, I will. Do I it. have. Do it then. I will. I have. Go on then. Done it, Sue. Sue, a boy named Sue. Yep. No, I just want to say um, congratulations to Ian. It's yep. actually, um, I'm really proud of him for what he's done tonight. 
What you're, you're on the air. What did I do tonight? What do you do? You've done one of the best shows you've done ever. I'll be, you know, it's the first time I've switched off my TV at 10 o'clock and actually listened to it all the way through. Hello, Governor. Thanks very much for that. I did it yeah, all no. by myself. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Can oh. you unblock me now on Twitter? Um, oh, there we oh, go. Oh, no, it's there that it is. No, no, goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. What did he say there? He wants to be unblocked on Twitter. Oh. I mean, I'm loving blocking people on Twitter. Daryl, I, I thought it was being awfully nice. I thought it was a, a seven out of ten at best. Exactly. Tonight, generous. I'd be happy with a seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, the, guys, uh, I'd be happy with a seven out of ten, actually, guys. Um, as you know, I'm nominated for two two awards at the um, the Paul Mansonis and uh, uh, Global aren't in them. It doesn't mean anything. They don't count, do they? Can you say that after? They do. I know. I think they count. I'm going to enter the Global Awards. <laughs> I'm going to make some noise. With, I'm going to enter their awards. I'm going to gate crash their awards, and I'm going to win an award there. I'll show you how good I am. They do that. Is that that's the night after, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, or the night before, or something like it's, that. It's, I think it's the same week. <laughs> yeah, it's it the is same the same week. week. And they've got the Stereophonics and Alan Jones. Who's our entertainment? Do we know? I, well, someone else Welsh. Kath is playing the spoons. <laughs> That's what I think. Hey, Daryl. Hi, guys. How are we doing? What have you brought? You brought in a drink? A little coffee. Oh, oh no, it's a tea. I've got a little tea on the go. A little tea, little got tea. Got, got my little fancy iPads. computer. Got my it's got a book called The Hidden World of the Fox. This looks to me like a show-taking yeah. show. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Tell us. So we've got some spiky issues to get into. We need Ooh. to talk about Brexit MEPs uh, shaming Britain in the European Parliament oh, earlier And those on. ties, just the start of it. <laughs> I know. The fashion sense, isn't it, really? They get you. Uh, but we're also going to talk about foxes and what foxes are like. So, um, uh, balance. We're going to repair the equilibrium. If, I, if, if fair play, I thought Nigel Farage played it down. If I'd have been him, I'd have stood up and taken a dump on Juncker's head. <laughs> oh we're back tonight at ten. Stay tuned. Daryl's coming up. You can send him abuse on Twitter. And now I'm going. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. <laughs> 